on episode 39 of Pixel Gaiden. Cody finishes building his Amiga. Eric pulls out his Xbox. Tim pulls out some repaired micros. The guys make good on another game show. It's a battle between Galaga clones. One number, two letters, 3DO. Our Atari 8-bits get some love. And so does the Commodore Pet. General Tomfoolery. Welcome one and all to the greatest show on the retro airwaves. Yeah, I'd say that. In my opinion. Yeah, I don't in, know of anything better. In my humble opinion. <laughs> Two dudes talking retro video games and retro inspired video games and beer. I am Cody Hoffman. I'm Eric Nelson. And uh, yeah, yeah, this is our second show of the month. Yep. You know, last last uh, episode we, we started to mention 4th of July, but... Um, Happy Independence Day to you, Eric. Thank you, and you as well. Hopefully you did something... My fellow patriot. <laughs> I'll leave that where it is. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you had a, a a safe and sane fourth. I did. It was pretty subdued. We just kind of hung out outside, drank beer, and watched people blow the neighborhood up. Yeah, there's a lot of um, illicit fireworks in this area. Much more this year than normal. Which makes me not want to go out and buy the legal fireworks because... I'm not going to pay 100 bucks to light off little sparklers on the ground when I'm watching, like, literally $50,000 of fireworks going off over my head from all the neighbors. Right. That's kind of how we roll here in Elk Grove, California. That's right. Um, Eric. Yeah? It's the start of a new episode. It is. So, you know what we usually do? Quick questions. Quick questions. I think I have the first quick question this episode, Eric. Okay. Um, I was noticing there are a ton of mobile games that are now being sold as Nintendo Switch games. Yes. What are your feelings on that? You know, at first, the the kind of knee jerk reaction is you don't you don't like that because it just floods the market with uh, kind of subpar games. But subpar, you say? Hmm. But. Hmm. I will say hmm. that I like a lot of mobile games if they're converted, if they're if they're not like the, um, what do they call it, where you have to pay to play? Yeah, yeah. The pay to play games? Buy 5,000 gems today, two ninety nine only. Yeah, a mobile game doesn't necessarily mean a bad game. There's a many, many great mobile games as long as they don't do that. So my, my answer is, at first, I, in my mind, like I don't like that, but... If they do it right and there's a way to filter, it really depends on how they build the market and, and the search tools. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if, they, if they do it right, I don't mind those games in there because there are some, some gems in there as well as some kind of crappy games. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? So yep. you do kind of have to, what do they say, how do they say that? You have to separate the wheat from the chaff. Chaff. Always with that chaff. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I... Uh, I don't mind it. I actually look forward to it, and I bought some games that are clearly were mobile games that were actually pretty enjoyable. So I love it. You love it. I right. love it. And because 
pretty much everything you already said. Uh-huh. Uh, although, you, one thing you didn't mention is that mobile games typically played on a phone or a tablet. Yeah. And then you can't, there's no, like, wait unless you pair a controller. Right. But then I'm not going to spend the time to buy a controller and pair it because there's, yeah, like you said, uh, little purchases you have to do constantly or all this right. garbage. Yep. So, and I always said, I said on the show, probably a year, two years ago when we, when we were doing the show, that there's some really good mobile games out there I'd love to play, but... I want a controller, and I want to be able to pay 10 bucks and just own the game. Mm-hmm. Well, in my opinion, the Switch has a lot of these mobile games with a great controller, portable, or docked to be a you know console experience. Yep. And they're not $10. They're like always on sale for $1.99 or like $2.99. Yeah. So it's like the perfect. It's it's It's... All these mobile games are showing up that I've been wanting to try, but I've been steering clear of because of their method. I get to give the developers a few bucks. I get to own the whole game. And then the, the GUI has been kind of designed around that, you know, right. where the core gameplay is still there, but now it's campaign modes or unlocking things, and they took all the pay stuff out. It's exactly what I wanted. That's great. I'm stoked. I think it's awesome. Yeah, and I, like I said, I, I I found some really good gems. Um, there are some games that are a little subpar on there, but otherwise, but that's like with any with with any shop, or, you know, yeah. any eShop. So, no, I think it's a net positive. Now, who knows what's going to happen in the future if it gets flooded with those type of games? Then I even think um, I think Nintendo's pretty responsive to that stuff. I think they'll put the kibosh on the that. kibosh what is a kibosh i don't know in fact my neighbor says it's kibosh and i have kibosh. heard people say kibosh so it's either kibosh or it's that yeah that's it we are going to um do the heavy duty research for you patreons uh pixel guide and listeners see i think it is kibosh i think my neighbor's right pronounced kibosh yeah means is a verb meaning decisively end or to reject something yep a kibosh i thought it was like I don't know, a, a movie or <laughs> some, I don't know, some word that like meant something completely different in the past, but it's actually just an English word. Yep. Kibosh. All right. The presence of a submarine would kibosh the operation. That's a very interesting um, choice of yeah. sentence to use that in. Thanks, Google. Actually, no, this is Bing. That makes sense. That makes sense. Right. Bing. Google would never be caught dead saying Why is Bing like still around? I don't know. What on earth? All right. Uh, you have a question for us next. I do. Now, now that you have many retro computers, that yeah, that wall, that escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> now that you have many of them, retro computers, which has your favorite keyboard feel? Which is the worst? So this is going to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, I can already hear people's response to this. Okay. I'll start with the worst. Okay. All right. Now, the worst is the Atari 400. Okay. Now, the one I have has an aftermarket keyboard, uh, which actually has clicky-clacky keys. Yeah. But when I bought that, it came with five, five, Eric, Yeah. of the original keyboards. Hmm. Only one Atari 400, five keyboards. Um, so I don't know that they went through all those keyboards they failed that i don't know about construction quality but trying to type on the original atari 400 keyboard or press things it is literally a flat board mm-hmm. very much like a uh, the the 
um, Magnavox Odyssey 2. Yeah, so it's like the membrane, not membrane, but um, I guess it's kind of like the flat, no contoured 3D keys. It's just There's your- no tactile feedback whatsoever. Yep. You just have to hope the volume's loud enough to hear it beep to yep. tell you that you hit something. Yeah. Terrible. I mean, it's absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. That is the worst. Okay. Now, my favorite, some would consider to be one of the worst. And what's that? So, the truth is, I'm looking at all the keyboards, I, you know, the computers I have on the wall. They're all very similar. Yeah. They all have keys that either clicky-clack or uh, or they're just tippy-tap. I'm just using, like, little onomatopoeias now. Uh, but they're keys that you press, mm-hmm. and that gives you some tactile feedback. Some are a little springier, like the uh, TI-99 has very a lot of resistance in its buttons. Yeah. The Amiga is very much like a modern keyboard. All all my Amigas feel very much like a modern keyboard. Yeah. Um, They're a little loosey-goosey. But yeah. uh, of that style, actually, I, the Commodore 64 is probably my least favorite to type okay. on. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of long throw, a lot of give to the keys. But I'm getting nit- nitpicky. Um, they're all kind of keyboards, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 a, not a big deal. So what one would I, and keep in mind, I'm playing games. I don't do a lot of type. I'm not putting, I'm not word processing with these computers. Right. I love the unique feel of the original ZX Spectrum 48K. 48K, wow. The, the quote unquote dead flesh keys. Yeah. They're very unique. They feel like nothing else. And they do have tactile feedback. When I hit, when I hit one of those keys, I can tell I've hit the key. Yeah. Um, can you imagine trying to the? Can you imagine trying to write a long document on there though? No, but I'm not doing that. So yeah. for me, that is my favorite to type on because it's so unique and fun and different. The one thing that I don't like about it is there's no spacebar, <laughs> other than the it, spacebar is like that a, one button. It's like the one button all the way to the right, and it's twenty percent larger than all the others. Yeah, <laughs> that drives me crazy. But and it's so cool because it has also has all the coding information. Not that I know how to use it. Right. Like it has each key has like four functions and they're all written on the key. Right. I don't know. I think it's cool. It's cool. It's unique. That's yeah. my favorite. What about you? My favorite one, I'll start with that, is the TRS eighty model four. That big old turbo. Okay. But the keyboard feels so good on that. Like I could I probably have the fastest typing on that versus even my modern keyboards really? today. Yeah. I figured it would just sound like you're typing on an upside down boat. No, it's beautiful. I, I love the feel of that. And they use this a very similar key on the... Remember the Model 100, the 102 that mm-hmm. I would bring yeah. in here occasionally? That has the same keyboard pretty much on it. So hmm. okay. they both have that, and I love that. My least favorite, I think, is the ZX Spectrum Plus 2. Oh. Now, it has a full keyboard, like a full regular keyboard with a full-size spacebar. But the keys seem to only depress like fifty percent of the way down, so it has okay. a very weird feel to it now, when you're me, typing on it. Now the the plus two is was made after Amstrad took over. Not all of the them, line. I think. Right? Do me a favor. Maybe. Grab maybe grab my Amstrad yeah. CPC sixty one twenty eight off the wall, okay. and tell me if that's a similar keyboard to what you're talking about because I feel like they're very similar. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm back here. Let could me could be wrong. Up. Uh, I would say this one is actually a little bit better. Okay. Yep. The plus okay. two has just a, an odd feel to it right. that it doesn't isn't conducive to like really fast typing. Um, no, this one feels actually better. Okay. 
This one it seems better to me. Interesting. Now we'll have somebody that'll chime in with feedback like they're the same keyboards. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if you have an opinion, go ahead and send it to podcast at pixelguiden.com. Correct. Um, that's actually a good segue because oh no, we got one more. We got one more quick question from Tim that oh, we yeah, yeah. that we will answer. Yeah. Um, say it, say it in Tim's accent if you would for me. Eric and Cody. How am I doing so far? So far, so good. Are we now reaching mini overload? Were most of these actually worth collecting? I'm, 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 I'm missing it a little bit. I'm getting close. You're getting close. What is the Bobby Dazzler and the dirt worst of the minis so far? I know your answer on this. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you go first. I know the dirt worst one. The dirt worst for me, yeah, is the uh, Neo Geo. Neo, right? Geo. Okay. Neo Geo is the dirt worst. Uh, okay. Just... Again, apparently you haven't experienced it, but to me, oh, a number of those games are literally emulated so poorly they're unplayable, and that's just not a product you should sell for money. Now, he didn't say which ones we own, so I think we can lump in even that the mini Game Gear. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, so is that your pick, Eric? Is that what you're saying for the that's Dirt gonna Worst? Be, that's going to be me for Dirt Worst, because that's unplayable. It's it's garbage. So, okay. I mean, Fair that, enough. But you're going to stick with Neo Geo. Yeah, I mean, all right, all right. I stick by it, but you know, you're right. I'm not even going to buy the other one. Right, okay. So I guess, yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah. Um, the best, though, that's that's tough for me. Oh, it, it is? Okay. Well, the NES, SNES are, are, are good little boxes. I mean, they actually have very good emulation. They they run really well. The Sega Genesis one is is great, made by an like that famous uh, M two M two M two made yep. that, and that's fantastic. The C sixty four mini it runs well. I, I enjoy that one quite a bit. Um, so the the I'm going to say the Genesis for me because I modded it up the wazoo, and what it does modded is amazing. Okay, see, I I, I look at it a different way, which is consumer buys this as a unit, mm-hmm. and that is what it is. And to me, bang for the buck, mm-hmm. I actually am going to have two answers. One is going to be the Super Nintendo. The games on there are amazing. The lineup, yeah. I could literally play that thing for probably a full year and not play through everything. Okay. Like, with nothing else in my life. Yeah. Just that. The ga- then they're amazing games, and they're long games where you save and go further. RPGs, Mario games, um, all kinds of Super Metroids on there. My goodness, Super Metroids on there. Yeah. One of the greatest games of all time, in my opinion. Okay. That's got to be up there, uh, and I can only say it because I haven't touched this one yet. The Turbo Graphics is going to be so good. It will be. I've it's, heard the greatest things about it, and the yeah. game lineup on there is amazing. And I've seen videos of the graphic interface. That's got to be right up there too. Yeah. Cool. Those are my answers. Good choice. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. How'd I do on my accent? You did excellent. I actually kind of focus, try to go light on it. Yeah. I'd rather err on the side of American than yeah. offensively. <laughs> All right, Eric. <laughs> um, this beer's Eric, getting warm, man. We're gonna have to. Do yeah, something. we're gonna crack open a beer here, uh, okay. and then uh, we'll go ahead and tell us about the show information. Yeah, where let me where do can that. people get a hold of a Pixel Guide in and learn more about the show and check out show notes? Yep. And generally, just stalk us because we are amazing physical specimens. So, if you want to go to the 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 home base of the show, that is at mm-hmm. pixelguiden.com. You can follow us on Twitter at at pixel underscore Gaiden, at Dub Project, at Oddball with a 1149 at the end. O-D-B-B, I mean, O-D-D-B-A-1149. Correct. 
or at Sanction, S-A-N-X-I-O-N. Boom, drop that knowledge. Review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Um, I think I'm going to just phase out iTunes. It's not iTunes anymore. Um, email is podcast at pixelguide.com. Please send us feedback. We would appreciate it. Um, and that is it. That sums it up. That sums it up. However, we also have a Patreon account, Eric. Yes, we do. Which is a place you can go if you want to support the show financially. Yep. Um, I always like to say, and by always, I mean once I've said this, uh, <laughs> that if you want to donate to the show financially, we really pre- appreciate a few extra bucks. But please do it knowing that you're you're paying for the show you already listened to, because I can't promise what we're going to do in the future. It might be trash. <laughs> um, nonetheless... For all of our Patreon followers who subscribe at the $3 more a month level. $3 or more a month level? Yeah, there you go. said it. That's what you're paying for, folks. Yeah. Um, We like to go ahead and make sure they are uh, made public, made known to everybody. And we like to do it in a fun and funky way. And here we go. We also want to thank all of our patrons who helped support the uh, show financially. Um, the patrons, we like to announce each episode by name, but we do it in our own fun and uh, fascinating pixel guide way by using our random adjective generator to go ahead and give a little personality to it. So this month, we are heading to the links. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pixel Guide and Masters Classic 2020. Uh, we want to check in with our leading foursome. We have the brainy Tim Drew, uh, the abiding Jim Tessier, and the deep Henrik Lovell. Um, but up on the tee right now is the efficacious Gary Heather. Let's see how he does. Ooh, that one has hit long and far. That's why he's the champion. Uh, let's head back to hole 14, where we'll find the cool Dustin Newell, the fascinated Matthew Ackerman, the abrupt Daniel James, and up next is the zealous Matthew Ackerman. Uh, looks like he's got a short pitch here. Let's see how this turns out. Ooh, that's unfortunate. Looks like that one's rolling down the cart path. Well, they can't all be winners. Uh, all right, heading back to hole 13, you'll find the attractive Eric Sandgren, uh, the very public David Vincent, the overt 10-minute Amiga Retrocast, and uh, the childlike David Motowilak. Oh, I'm sorry, I've just been told it's pronounced Motowilak. My bad. Well, as he sinks that putt, I want to go ahead and do a quick replay back to hole 7 here, where there was an amazing play. Uh, This is the foursome uh, consisting of the valuable Roy Fielding, the homely Mr. Toast, the distinct Team Grey all the way, and the tender Maciej Sosnowski, who you will see uh, recently got confused during his round and actually played a quick game of croquet. Ooh, although that was an excellent play through the wickets, unfortunately that's going to cost him some strokes. Uh, Last but not least, before we go to commercial, I want to bring your attention to this absolutely flabbergasting attempt at a shot by the literate Dan Heavy. That's right, he completely misses the ball and tries to play it off as if that was a practice swing. All right, we'll be right back to you after this. Yay! All right. Thank you, patrons. We really do appreciate it. And uh, we do ask everybody to send in feedback, tell your friends. We want to grow the show, grow the community, and hang out with y'all. Um, we also want to drink beer. Yes, we do. And we have a little special one, and I'm going to let you introduce it because you I provided hope this, it. I hope it's a Bobby Dazzler. Oh, it will be. Will be. All right. So this beer we've had sitting for a while. Yeah. We're letting it air. <laughs> We're letting it air. So this is made by Firestone Walker, which is in California here. Yep. Down in the um, Paso Robles area. Yes. Um, where is it technically? I can't remember exactly. 
I thought it was in Paso Robles. Is it Paso? Yeah, Paso Robles. Yeah. Um, and I went to the the brewery and picked up some of these fancy uh, uh, barrel-aged beers, which are yes. extra fancy, and uh, heavier beer. It's a little later in the night now. I feel like even though it's yeah. summer, it's a little later in the night. Yeah. Um, so let me get you a pour here Thank if you're you. okay. Yes, yes. Now, we've had one of these beers as well, but just like a fine wine... These barrel-aged ones differ from year to year. Yes. And this is the 2018, don't laugh when I say the name, Velvet Merkin. <laughs> I'm laughing. Hey, oh, you laugh. I told you. I said no. Um, I would play a sound effect, except I'm too busy pouring delicious, thick-headed beer. And um, soon, soon we're going to have a Pixel Gaiden merchandise that's going to have a Velvet Merkin ooh. Pixel Gaiden with a Pixel Gaiden logo on it. But it's actually a Velvet Merkin. Oh, yeah. We should. That would be awesome. If you don't know what that is, <laughs> look we'd up. like to retain our show rating, so please yeah. don't look that up. <laughs> don't look it up. Uh, Eric, cheers. Cheers. Oh. Boom. Go ahead and take a sip of that bad boy for me. I'm going to smell it first. Uh-huh. Mmm. Mmm. The aroma. Yes, yes. I- I'm getting notes of brown sugar, chili, pepper, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe a uh, tropical fruit. I'm making this up. Actually, let's see what it... <laughs> this is good. This is a very smooth one. You could tell it was uh, aged a bit because it, it's very, very smooth. It is an, a bourbon barrel-aged oatmeal stout, technically. So mm. now we know. Now we know. Oatmeal stout's traditionally a good winter beer, but this is uh, going down nicely even in the summer, even in the heat of summer. Mm. There's a lot going on in that. Take another sip. Yes. Nothing like video game talk and beer, so these are related things. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, it it has a very uh, oatmeal stout flavor, but it's got a little bit of bite to it. A little bit. It's like a coffee acidity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but smooth. Smooth. You're going to have to pontificate on this one, or are we ready to rate I'm it? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, do you have a good rating scale for this beer? Um, other, other than the obvious Velvet Merkins. Velvet Merkins. <laughs> Let's not do that. <clears throat> no. Um, no. Uh, what is a Firestone, by the way? Firestone? Yeah, because it's a Firestone I, brewery, I, right? Is I think Firestone isn't that something in the Lord of the Rings? Or is that a name? Is it somebody's name or something? I don't know. You know, you'd think we'd be researched on this. Yeah. Um, how about out of... 30 oak barrels. Yeah, that's a good one. There we go. 30 oak barrels. How many barrels do you give this bad boy? I give this a good one because it's it's probably the best of its... of the If, if you're rating this against oatmeal stouts, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to give it a... It is good. It's got a lot of flavor. A lot of... Every, every sip, you kind of pick up a different nuance. Yep. I'm going to give it 28 and a third. Dang, son! <laughs> that's right. That's a lot of barrels. Yeah. Roll out the barrel. I have to sing a song on every episode. Um, Eric, do you know what I'm going to give it? What are you going to give it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, Break it down for me, Cody. I got some delicious beer here in my hand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Oatmeal stout. Fire stout! <laughs> Little shout out to DJ Steamroller. DJ Steamroller. <laughs> beer is delicious. And nutritious. Other beer drinkers don't want to diss this. Okay, now I'm now I'm yeah. now we're stopping that. I <laughs> that 
That just happened. You need that record scratching sound at the <laughs> end, so you can like when the when the beat stops. Stop. I will give it a twenty six. Twenty six. Okay. Yep. Very yeah. very very good. Very good beer. Excellent. Awesome. I think we need more hip hop on this show. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah. I would love it. <laughs> Firestone. Um, we've got our beer. We've got our quick questions done. It's time for us to go ahead and phone our uh, telephone. How do yeah. you, what's a British way to say call somebody? The telly? No, that's TV. Get somebody on the te- mm. on the uh, on the ringer. On the uh, uh. is it the ringer? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to ask him. I would use my computer to look it up, but it it defaults to Bing. <laughs> right. And I don't trust anything no. Bing has to say. Um, we're going to call Tim Drew. Yes. Uh, he's just waking up, and we'll be right back to do some catching up. Sounds good. And through the magic of the interwebs, yes, Tim has joined us, teleported straight from the Enterprise. Tim, how are good you doing, morning, sir? Good morning, good evening, hello world. I never noticed before, you have one of those fancy gamer chairs that uh, probably cost too much money. Uh, well, that's because it's a brand new edition. Oh! oh couple of days, that's why. <laughs> See, it's, awesome. fun- it's funny in my mind, I just assumed I missed it, not that you actually bought something new. I don't know no, why. I, I just- actually... This this was a very generous gift from um, a, a a family friend. Oh, that's so, really cool! Uh, very, very cool. Very lucky. It was. Uh, it, I think they had it for a, a little while, and they didn't use it, and it was out in a shed somewhere. So it took a little bit of cleaning up, to be honest. But um, yeah, it's all good to go now. Looks, and it, it looks squeak. Ooh, oh, there. That's true. That's right. It was squeaking last time. Wow. <laughs> I'm just glad. Chair, yeah. I just watched Tim do a jig, and I am glad we are not on YouTube right now. It's <laughs> <Is> all. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you look good. He's getting down with him, bad self. Uh, the chair does make you sound better, so that is a bonus. Uh, we yeah. We we are ready to talk drinks real quick here. Sure. Uh, Eric and I, I think, are out of trying new stuff. Yep. But it doesn't mean we're not drinking beer. We're doing a retro. We rewind. See, we're even retro with our beer. I have right we, here. Yeah. I'm going to open that for you. I have here a beer. Yay. Sourdough. This is <laughs> this was my beer of the year last year. Uh, Tim sent me one roughly a month ago. And I saved it for today because I really want to drink this sourdough wild beer company ale. Open your drink, governor. Please do. Thank you. Um... And this is an Alaskan Amber on tap, which we also had last episode that Eric is enjoying. And you've got your Starbucks cup with homemade coffee. Yes. In it. So, no surprises. These are both beers we've had, but it's a retro rewind. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. All the best. All the best. So, stay safe, wear a mask, that sort of stuff. Yes. Yeah, especially over here. I don't know if you've been following our news. You're better at following our news than we are at following our news. So we're number one. We're, we're number, number one, one in deaths. <laughs> wearing masks. Yeah. I just heard a report. I'm sorry. We'll have to be quick about this. That Florida has more new cases yeah. yesterday, fifteen thousand something than every country in the world except for three. Yep. <laughs> yep. And of course, number one was USA. So. They're doing great. We're going big, or we go home. Um, it's time for a game show. Yeah! Who's got some game show questions ready? I do. I'm going to get get it up on my teleprompter here. Okay. You, you, ready. you ready? Yep. I've go got ahead. my pad. I've got my pen. I'm ready to go. No cheating. I've Honor got, system here. Hold on. I got, I got to get my pen. I'm not quite as ready as... as hold it. Yep, yep. All right, Eric, are you ready to introduce your show? I am. However you want to do it. I've got the sound effect. Ready? I'm ready. Go. 
It's a quiz show. That is original. Yeah. I didn't how know. Long, how long have you been working on that? <laughs> there's no special. I, right. I've been looking forward to that all month. And just like, <laughs> oh, right. yep. it's a quiz show. Oh, good gracious. <laughs> all right, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. These are all over the board. I have a wide selection oh, of questions. God. Yeah, you're going to talk about your sourdough. That beer. sourdough is yeah. delicious still. This my amber... Goodness. Amber Alaskan amber is really good too. It's a bit nutty. Yes. Alright. It's a bit nutty. Mine's a bit sour. Here we go. The Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 was an amazing game. Yes or no? No. <laughs> right, let me finish my question. You, 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 Tim, you win that question. Good job I didn't get the same answer at the same time as Cody then. Right. <laughs> One thing that was heralded about that game was the soundtrack the excellent soundtrack yes so this is tony hawk pro skater 2 which of these is not a band that was on this game all right you ready not a band styles of beyond naughty by nature papa smurf or dub pistols I wonder what you're going to say then. <laughs> so you, I'll repeat that. Styles of Beyond, Naughty by Nature, Papa Smurf, or Dub Pistols. Cody, we'll go with you first. All right. So to be to be honest, I know one of those is a band. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going with Styles of Beyond. Okay. Styles of Beyond locked in. And now Tim is still writing stuff, so yep. I know he's cheating. He is cheating. He's, he's Google. You're typing in Google. I can see it, no, Tim. No, Hand, no, okay. Hands free. Hands free. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the one that I like the sound of the most, Naughty by Nature. All right. Oh, they were in there. They were in there. Both of you have got it wrong. <laughs> the answer was, of course, Papa yep. Smurf. Oh, really? Yeah, Papa Roach was on there, but not Papa Smurf. Oh, I figured that was so weird it had to be real. Okay. And the funny thing is, Styles of Beyond, I love them. The song on there was Subculture by Styles of Beyond. I just didn't think they were on there. They're a hip-hop band, underground hip-hop from L.A. Excellent band. Anyway, so zero to zero so far. I know. You ready? This is a 50-50 chance. You guys ready? I got a a good chance of this one. Which came first? The He-Man action figure? Or the arcade game Dragon's Lair? Which came first? I got my answer. The anticipation. Yep. Tim clearly put He-Man action figure because he had to write for like a half an hour. I'm I'm writing Dragon's Lair. As am I. So which which came first? Dragon's Lair came first. The He-Man action figure. 1982. Dragon's Lair, 1983. Hey, good news, Tim. We're tied. Zero to zero. One one year out. We are equally intelligent. (laughs) Question number three. Mm -hmm. This is up six, by the way. Oh, this beer is amazing. I gotta take my glasses off to read this one. (laughs) The Crazy Taxi arcade game had many great voice actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make some crazy money. Exactly. Cleaning myself. Saying lots of crazy things. Car and driver. Which one of these phrases did they not say? Oh, okay. Come on. I made that last one up, Tim. Hey, hey, hey! You're going the wrong way. Follow the arrows. On your left, nerd. Watch out. 
or whoa, no license. Which one of those did they not say? I've got it. There's my answer, Eric. Oh, go and read them to me. Arrows. I'm going with uh, watch out. Oh, on your left, nerd. Watch out. Is not the right answer. Cody has it right. <laughs> Sorry, I am not a good sport. I admit that freely. Oh, that felt good to get one right. Number four. I've never, I've never heard the arrows one. You never heard Maybe it? Maybe because I've gone the right way. Hey, 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 you're going the wrong way. Follow hey, the hey, arrows. Hey. What if it said, on your left, nerd, watch out? <laughs> I'm trying See, to do the It sounds like that. All right, here we go. Number four. In the popular arcade game Burger Time by Data East, there are three enemies. Which of these is not an enemy? Mr. Hot Dog, Mr. Pickle, Mr. Carrot, Mr. Egg. One of those is not an enemy. Got my answer. Don't say it yet. Let's wait for Tim to be done. My answer is Mr. Stringbing. Okay. Mr. So Mr. Egg is in there. Mr. Carrot is not, Eric. Cody has that one right. Oh, my goodness. I almost put that. <laughs> I was going with Carrot all the way until Egg. Boo! Boo! Uh, sorry. Sorry. It got away from me. He's so American. How do you put up with that, Tim? <laughs> I was putting an L on my forehead right in Tim's face. All right. Here we go. In America. Now, you can get this back. You ready? Come on, you can get back in this. Ask a, ask a ZX Spectrum question. I'm out. Yeah, Spectrum or Commodore. Come on. This is another. <laughs> this is another Burger Time question. You ready? <laughs> I'll just have a coffee. Which is the name of the chef that you control in Burger Time? Oh. Number one, Peter Pepper. Number two, Kyle Ketchup. Number three, Sam Salt. Number four, Manny Mustard. Which is the name of the chef. So it's not a not question. It is a affirmative. What <laughs> is that? Peter I Pepper. No idea. Kyle Ketchup. Sam Salt. Manny Mustard. I'm putting my finger on the correct answer for myself. Okay. Why don't you go first, Tim? <laughs> Sam Salt. Okay. <laughs> Peter Pepper. Cody got that right. Oh my goodness. You know. <sighs> I, put, I threw Sam Salt in there, Tim, because that's my son's name, is Sam. I actually <laughs> like that. That's good. It's, that's a better name. <laughs> All right, here we go. No, the last question. Amiga question? This is not an Amiga question. <laughs> Throw Tim a bone here. In the arcade game Joust, the player one yellow knight rides an ostrich. I almost went, but I don't know why. <laughs> what does the second player blue knight ride? can pick one of these four. Ready? A crane, a stork, a peacock, or an eagle? I thought it was another ostrich. <laughs> Most people do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tim, what do you got? Stork. Uh, I picked stork. A stork, as, you dork. I picked stork as well, but in the, in the interest of trying to make this more fun, I'm going to go with... Uh, what were the questions again? Crane? I'll go with Crane. Okay. Tim crane. has it right. Tim's got it right. <laughs> Feel that burn, Cody. <laughs> oh, it hurts deep in my heart. Cody is our winner. Now, I do have a tiebreaker if you want to do that in a second. 
All right, tiebreaker time. Congratulations, Cody. You're the winner. I don't have a award for you, but it, it was a hollow victory because Tim just kept referring to his coffee instead of plain. <laughs> <laughs> so my tiebreaker question would have been: What year did Load Runner release? 1983, 1984, 1985, or 1986? I know what I would. 1983. I would have said the same. Yep. So that was the tie question. So it wouldn't I would have thought earlier, question. actually. Actually, I my my four choices were 82, 83, 84, 85, but I, I screwed the question up when I said it. But <laughs> the true answer is 83. Gotcha. That's the game. Well, I feel much better about that last one because uh, <clears throat> before I did terribly. So <laughs> vindication, vindication. So that was the Burger Time and Random Questions quiz. <laughs> I think I was lazy picking the questions. So I was very, like, you know what? I'm going to grab two pieces of trivia from Burger Time. It's very arcade specific. I like it. Um, hey, guys. Hey. How about... We, hi. Let's catch up. Catching up with Eric and Cody. This is part of the show where we talk to each other. Ugh. No, oh, no. <laughs> Seriously, oh, I didn't realize that was a deal. I'm off. Um, first and foremost, before we go any further, there's something I didn't write on here. I need to bring up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, I did. I wrote it right here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump the gun on this one because we received a package from a certain Tim Drew. Yes, we did. Um, and <laughs> and we got as as Tim likes to say, we got goodies. Yes, we did. Uh, I got I got the Amstrad bits as I put them the connectors and stuff so that I could take my Amstrad CPC sixty one twenty eight which uh, Tim so lovingly helped me acquire over here in the states. It's funny I, I know uh, there are some people in the states that have Spectrums. I don't know anybody with an Amstrad in the states. No, except for me. I may be the only one. Ah ah. Well, I'm excited to try it, and the reason I say that. I got it up and working. Uh, he sent me the connectors I needed, and he sent me the um, the three-inch floppy disks, a couple specific three-inch floppy disks uh, that are unique to the Amstrad. And I was able to uh, use the little um, power supply I made and plug it into my Amiga 1084 monitor, and it works. Um the only bummer is the material on those discs specifically mm-hmm. was not amazing. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it works, and it was really cool. There was one game on there. It's kind of a bright-colored uh, isometric game that I tinkered around with, and I kind of got a little feel for it. Uh, but I do have my M4 on order from... Um, what's, his, what's his name? Spin Dizzy? Spin... Ooh, I forget. Spin Point? Uh, Spin Point. Yeah, I can't remember. Spin Point, yeah. Spin Point. How long has that been? That's been like two months, hasn't it? No, I, I, well, yeah, it took a while for me to get on the list, and I finally gave him my money because it was done. Right. And now I've been waiting about two weeks for it, and there's no tracking on it, so I need to be patient. But that allowed me to play everything on it. But that's really cool. However, in that package, Eric, we got some more goodies. Yes, we did. What did you get? I know we kind of we kind of split them up amongst each other. Just quickly before you do that, could you start the video again, please? I can do this. I can do this. Uh, we got some future was 8-bit swag. Yes, we did. I got a, a very cool pet mouse pad, which I really like. Yeah, with the uh, yeah the Commodore pet on there. Yep. Um, and I got a mouse pad. Um, 
with the div mmc future on it yes which i which which is strange because i've been using it primarily for my amiga right but whatever (laughs) (laughs) what am i supposed to use it for a, a spectrum a spectrum mouse no Spectrum, I think this, it did have my one. Oh, that's cool. He's that got a, a cheese cool and onion one. A cheese and onion one. <laughs> they are available on the shop. You can buy, of course, from the Vic 20 game Cheese and Onion. Right. Produced and released by The Future Was 8-Bit. You got a coffee cup as well, Eric. I did not get a coffee cup. Yeah, you did. Did I? Yep. Oh, we got, we got you a coffee cup. You got a Future Was 8-Bit coffee cup. Did I? And then I kept the cheese and onion one for myself because it was cool. What did I do with that? Drink coffee out of it, <laughs> primarily? No, maybe I washed it and put it... My, my wife probably washed it, put it away, and put it in the coffee thing, which I'd rather just, like, have pens in it or something so that I see it every day. That's where you should keep all your future was 8-bit uh, erasers. Right. Or should I say rubbers? Um, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, here's my... There you go. Yeah, see? That's what I want to do with mine. But Yeah. Tim's got his yep. feature was eight, but mug filled with all kinds of office utensils. That's crazy. I, I literally must have put it in the wash, and then it just got put away in a cupboard. <laughs> but it was great, because I did the same thing. I want to keep the cheese and onion uh, Vic 20 game cover cup here Yeah. in my office for that reason. I showed it to my wife, Yeah. because I thought it was cool, and I knew her reaction was going to be this, and it was. <laughs> She's like, eh, cheese and onion? That's like not a thing over here, but I'm assuming that's a thing over there, but... It sounds it good is, to yeah, me. Cheese, yeah, it sounds good to me. Or chips. There you go. <laughs> I like, love putting cheese and onions on burgers. That I mean, works for me. <laughs> uh, but I also got a, a leaderboard, a tape with leaderboard golf, which was awesome. That's right. You sent us some Commodore 64. I sent you some games. Cassettes. Yep. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Sitting on my desk. He's got his leaderboard one, and I, t- I saved the OutRun one. The big, the, these are the big, like, double-sized cases. Yeah. Yep. That's it. So that yeah. was really cool. Um. And then I uh, got a couple other cassettes in there, which I'm not going to lie. I can't remember at the, off the top of my head right now, but I very much appreciate them. And they're in my collection. Yep. Shoot. What, where and we got some goodies, which in my house went like this. <laughs> which ones were those? Were those the candies? Or was that from the last package? No, yeah, those were the last, last package. package. Okay. That's what yeah. it, but No, I, I'm out of crunchies. You, you sent um, an ungodly amount of crunchies. They're gone. Yeah, uh, Tim, I'm, and I, I say this with, with as much peace and love as I can, but I, I got zero of those. That's not what? true. No, I got zero. I ate oh, zero of them. you ate zero. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I I, not, not that you didn't give me. <laughs> My daughter and son ate all of them before I could even crack into any of them, which I'm happy because they love them, but they were gone before I could even blink. I, I got some of the flakies. Oh, the flakes. Yeah, you got the flakes. Flakes. The flakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Flakes. Uh, I got some of that, but barely. Like, it's crazy. And then uh, you received... Don't don't worry. I'm I'm planning another package, (laughs) so you'll you'll get some more crunchies. Well, right now, these packages are very expensive to ship. I'm very, like, hesitant until this whole thing gets over. The COVID thing is... uh, Yeah, well, I, I think it's also, it's kind of like it's you need to send them quickly or not at all because otherwise they'll just never get there so <laughs> i think that's what what ramps the price up at the moment yeah so you did receive a package uh, on your end i did and you yes. got a bunch of weird various Absolutely items awesome i got an amazing an amazing thing from eric which is the 1581 commodore three and a half inch disc drive um, and that's just recently started to get a bit of love on Twitter as well over the last couple of days. I think Amiga Love has been Amiga Love has Ooh. been Ooh. covering that. Yeah. Um, 
um uh, yeah that's absolutely brilliant uh the only one thing with it and uh, uh, you know not not a complaint at all eric it's just just a fact that when i uh went to switch it on i couldn't the switch didn't work it was completely frozen yeah that's um, very weird so yeah so i just had to open it up and um desold a, a switch from a, a one of the random 64c boards that i've got around here um and uh yeah soldered that onto the onto the 1581 and that worked a treat so it's absolutely brilliant been using that over the last couple of days transferring a few games over onto three and a half inch disc awesome i've well, got some really cool games um on cartridge you very very kindly sent me tapper yeah which is really cool tapper um, yep zaxon not sanxi and zaxon <laughs> <laughs> completely different game and, uh, and toy bazaar which is you know the, I, I didn't even know those games came well and i think i knew zaxon came out on cartridge but certainly not tapper and tapper i think is it's either tapper or zaxon is a they're both original sega releases yeah they are they're not third, yeah. they're not third party so they were actually released by sega which again was quite a surprise to me um and even one of the cartridges got like the sega logo on it which is really cool so thank you very much 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 appreciated you guys rock and you guys got uh your raspberry pi computer now over there yeah you know, tinkering with that edge. yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't haven't had a chance with that one yet. It's been a bit of a busy month. Oh no! Okay, uh, but I, I will I will get to it definitely. I've got to um, get a a Pi Four because the only one I've actually got here is my original Pi, and I don't think that's really going to cut the mustard. That's the only Pi you have, or is the only one you have available? It's the only one I have available. Yeah, yeah. Co- okay. a couple of others are actually out on loan at the moment, so doing random jobs for me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> and a bunch of random American uh, goodies. Have you, yes, have you even heard yeah. of Boston baked beans before? <laughs> they are that's a bizarre candy. Yeah, it's they're they're, they're um, in the cupboard at the moment. The ones I've been eating are the of these ones. Are they lemon heads? The lemon heads, they are so addictive. Oh, <laughs> lemon heads are good, yeah. <laughs> I love those. There was a, growing up, like, there was a joust machine in this local little convenience store, and I would play joust, but I would buy, they they sold boxes of lemon head for five cents a piece, and I would buy, like, you know, five boxes of lemon heads and just eat them while I played joust. Until your teeth went away. Exactly. <laughs> have you, do you have warheads over there? Have you heard of warheads? No. Oh, I'm gonna have to get you those next. Those are fun. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that that was really good. Um, cool. Thank you very much, guys. Um, so I want to update everyone really quick. I'll try to be quick on my Amiga A1200. It is done. Yeah, it's been an odyssey. It has been an odyssey. It has been like years in the making for me to get my perfect Amiga done and 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 finalized. Um, so now I've got my two babies. I've got my A600 PAL machine and I've got my A1200. NTSC machine. Um, I went ahead and got the PCB keyboard um, mylar mylar replacement that we talked about last time. Yeah, popped right in, worked perfectly first time. Oh, beautiful! No issues. It's awesome. Highly recommended. Um, I also ordered myself a an an accelerator. Yes. Um, So I went to individual computers. uh, Doug from Ten Minute Amiga Retrocast. Gave me a pointer. There he is. Uh, Tim and Eric are both wearing that shirt right yeah. now, by the way. 10-minute Amiga Retrocast. And uh, I picked up a an accelerator. It's an AZA-1221LC. 
And bang for the buck, it's a great little, I think it was 110... It's a good deal. It's a 020, pounds, right? 020 with, yep. um, I can't remember, 8 megs of fast RAM or something. It does everything I want to do. Eric, yeah. you let me borrow your A1200 to kind of troubleshoot things. Yeah. Your accelerator is faster. <laughs> yeah. But not so much faster that uh, that I'm jealous, necessarily. I'm a little jealous, but... Um, and it's just an O30, but actually, I think your RAM is faster. So, um, well, I did the little test, and yours had better performance. But okay, but uh, for games, know, whatever for grain, yeah, it works exactly, great. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you don't don't need much more than an O20 for games, really. Yep. Of course, so I've already RAM is RAM is king on the on the Amiga with games. Gotcha. And oh. I will say that mine my ACA twelve thirty two has so much RAM that. It's ridiculous. I don't... It's like 120-something megs of RAM. Really? It's like, I don't know what thing you would ever use on that on an Amiga 1200. It's silly. Cody, do you know you can unlock more RAM on yours? I did not. Yeah, you should be able to. Um, if you go on go onto the website, I think you can pay a few extra pounds or bucks or whatever you want to call it, um, and you get a code, um, and I think you can unlock extra ram and you might even be able to unlock different um hertz rates on the processor what? as well so i looked i looked i saw something about that yeah and that model is discontinued that model of pay to upgrade oh and okay. so they just have individual oh, ah, correct okay yeah uh, that must be the one that i've got then yeah i think the so last one was that years ago they got rid of it and have this one that's lc that just basically it has what it has on it and um, ah, right, I can go okay. like for example, they Fair said things. I can go up to above forty hertz if I want. They just said that you don't do it without a heat sink and all kinds of. If there's issues, it's on you. Um, so I think they got rid of all that, which I kind of agree with. Get I, rid te- of that, I but. tend to not overclock my stuff because I'd rather it last longer than be you know. For these games, you're not going to need that kind of horsepower. So yeah, that's my opinion. Um, I've already mentioned how I got my GoTech in there with the rotary dial, which yeah, works beautifully. That's awesome. Uh, the PCMCIA works. I went on the YouTube channel for aforementioned 10-minute Amiga Retrocast and watched all his videos on like how to use an Amiga for, for dummies, basically. Yeah, those are great videos. I watched all three of them, I think. It was a three-part series, yeah. and I learned everything I know about the Amiga, almost everything. Yep. The first parts I learned from Eric, and the rest I learned from Doug. And I learned how to do a ton of things, so now I'm doing my own LHA files and moving things around, and it, it's not as straightforward. It looks like a desktop, like a Windows, but it doesn't work the same way. No, it doesn't. And you, if you don't know that, there's no way you're going to figure out what to do. And if you get good with the command line, you can do so much on the Amiga. I mean, it it, it is a powerful machine. I mean, it, it, there's a lot under the hood going on that you, if you learn it, you're going to have a better experience with it, for sure. And then the last yeah, thing... back in the day, I very, very rarely used Workbench. It was mostly everything through Shell. Yeah. You guys are too smart for me. You sound like <laughs> Doug. Um, and the last thing I'll mention is I popped on Monkey Island 2, and I had these speakers. I went to, to Walmart or whatever and spent 20 bucks on some speakers. I didn't want to spend not 10 bucks because I wanted to get some nicer ones, right? Yeah. They looked bigger, so better, right? And I was I, that was the first game I loaded up after I got everything running, and I'm like, man, the soundtrack on this isn't nearly as good as the first one. It just sounds like weird and weak and like wispy and like out of tune like it's just weird mm-hmm. and then i started playing other games and i realized no my speakers are so bad that there's no bass response at all that i can't even hear the bass i'm just hearing like the overtones of like the bass lines and it's just we it was terrible 
and I literally just threw them in the trash. I don't know what else to do with them. Right. I'm like, I'm not going to try to sell these on, or anything. nobody deserves this garbage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm not a huge fan of the way these things look, but I just went on Amazon and said, what's a good pair of speakers for like 20 bucks that I can put? And these little creative pebbles. Those look nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. they kept getting great reviews, and they had like 10,000 positive reviews, and really good. And they actually have a little, you don't know if you can hear it here, it's a little woofer in the back. Yeah. And they look like, uh, if you guys know what an ostrich egg looks like. Yeah. <laughs> they look like an ostrich egg with the center scooped out. There's a speaker in the front and a little woofer in the back. For 20 bucks, these things are solid. I can hear the game. Everything sounds so much better. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the games were, it was almost hard to play. Because it sounded yeah. so terrible out of those speakers that I got the first time. That's all I'll say about that. Right Although on. I do want to take this moment, since we're talking about Amigas, for yeah. Eric to to mention. We mentioned it last episode, but again, mention uh, what Tenmark is doing with Pixel Vixen. Oh, you caught me off guard here. So, Tenmark is running a little competition. Have you you've heard about this, right, Tim? Absolutely. Yep. All right. Yep. So I'm going to read the data here. Uh... <laughs> you caught me off guard. I can find it. I can do this. Well, it's an Amiga art contest. I'll fill in the blanks. Yeah. yeah so, so, <laughs> well, uh, Doug and Vicky are doing uh, another Amiga um, pixel art competition. They did one last year. Um, so I think they're repeating the, the the same kind of format. They've got some prizes up for grabs, I believe. Yep. So it is the Amiga 2020 art contest. All artwork must be created on an Amiga in one way or another. The deadline is October 11th, 2020. Here is what you can submit. You can do original hand-drawn artwork, creative photo editing, 3D rendering or ray tracing, or original mod Amiga music. Submit your art music .iff or .mod format if possible, and you can just submit those to Doug, or you can do art at amigaartwork.com, and that's it. So there you go. Cool. Oh, and there's prizes up the wazoo. So there is, uh, <laughs> uh, you, there, there is an Unamiga 1.5 as a prize. We talked about the Unamiga a lot last episode, Tim. Um, and RetroReady.one is going to be donating some um, to be determined prizes. Goodies, yes, goodies. Some goodies. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm probably going to reach out to Doug as well and um, do something with Futures 8-bit. Wow. I'm going to try to find a way to cheat. I want the Unamiga. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So that's that. Eric, you've been playing with your Xbox One again. I have. So my Xbox One has been neglected because there just wasn't much to play on it, and I've been doing a lot of retro stuff. Um, but I did decide that I wanted to play Outer Worlds, so I went looking around, and I, instead of paying for Outer Worlds, I just grabbed a Game Pass, which the price isn't that bad on it. I don't remember exactly how much it was, but I grabbed a Game Pass and downloaded Outer Worlds and Yakuza Kiwami. There's two Yakuza games on there, which I, since I don't own a PS4, I wanted to play those games. And I got the Game Pass, and I've been downloading games left and right. My son downloaded Hello Neighbor, which is an indie game. Yeah, I've heard of that. Like a little stealth game. Um We've both been enjoying the Game Pass, and it's such a good deal on Xbox One. So my Xbox One is, is I'm breathing new life into it, and it's been a blast. So anyway, that's my news on that front, and a little bit of modern gaming. 
So was that inspired from my thing last last month where we were talking whether I should get one or not? Well, I, 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 I honestly, I can't say it wasn't part of the decision. I mean, I've, been, I've wanted to play the Yakuza games for a long time, and I knew they were coming out instead of paying 10 bucks a piece. I was like, why don't I just grab the Game Pass and I can grab Outer Worlds and this and that. And So, yeah, that honestly, that could have been a factor in the decision, for sure. So, so that means I've now got to go and buy one. Thanks, Eric. Yes, you do. You need <laughs> well, to go buy a Game Pass now. <laughs> to be fair, Outer Worlds and, Yaku- and Yakuza are both on PlayStation 2. PlayStation as well. Right, right. But these are these are upgraded, kind of remastered ones. Correct. Outer Worlds Just isn't. Saying. Outer, saying. Outer Worlds isn't. Oh, I thought it was. No. Outer Worlds is like the modern kind of Fallout game that's in space. Yeah, but I thought it was on the PlayStation 4. Oh, PlayStation 4. You said PlayStation 2. Uh, PlayStation as well. 2. T-O-O. Oh, okay. I got Sorry, you. my English is uh, too American Well, for the funny you. thing is the Yakuza game is a PS2 game. <laughs> oh, it, it's a PlayStation 2 game. I don't, I don't think the Kiwami one. Anyways, we're getting nitpicky. Yeah. Gotcha. So, anyway. Tim, can you see my screen? I can. All I can see is me. It's horrible. Well, that's kind of what I <laughs> wanted to point out. Now, if you'll notice this arrow, what's going on here? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> what's this back here? I'm just going to point at things in your room and ask you what they are. No, um, no, I was going to bring up the fact that I've been playing some Atari 800. Yeah. With my recent haul, I've been getting various atari machines up and running and playing with them uh what i did find out is out of the four atari 810 uh floppy drives that i own i have four broken 810 floppy drives so that's fun yeah you wonder why that guy had so many they were just all broken they're just all broken well i got a lot of stuff working but the 810s are not working so i still don't have a working floppy drive i have a couple of options i still need to get through but hoping to get one because he's got literally hundreds of discs i want to like dig through and just search he even has stuff in there called like um uh 1987 tax returns nice and i'm like oh that'd be dirty if i went through that stuff but i could i could yeah um nonetheless uh ben edwards or benj edwards i'm sorry i didn't put the j on there benj edwards ben j edwards ben j oh j uh did an article on pc gamer uh where he talked about seven forgotten atari 8-bit games so i decided to play through them all and a couple of highlights I thought were really cool. Um, I don't know if you guys have played Salmon Run on the Atari 800. It's really bizarre. It's a super frantic, uh, fast game where you're a salmon running up a river. <laughs> and, I've never uh, seen this one. But it's like so fast. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. Let's see. There you go. You can kind of see it there. And the bears are attacking you. Wow, that's a huge bear. <laughs> and you have to jump over little like waterfalls. I thought that was Godzilla. It's Godzilla. <laughs> Um, yeah, you run into waterfalls, you stop. Uh, and it looks like simple, but it, it was a blast. I was having a great time with it, and I don't disagree with this pick. Um, the other one I thought was super cool is this one. This is the one, actually, I'm going to go back, and I'll put some time in. Have you heard of Dreadnought Factor? So I, so our one of our Patreons, Dan Heavy. Heavy? heavy? We, we've been saying heavy, so Let's we're going to stick with that. But he... Whoa, raves about this game. Heavy. He raves about the Intellivision version, but he says the Atari one is really good too. So, well, that's also why I'm excited because there is an Intellivision version, as you'll see here. Yeah, I did play the uh, the Atari XLXE version here, and it is so cool. It is a uh, a vertical scrolling shmup. Mm-hmm. Um, but the concept of the game is you attack these huge dreadnought spaceships. Yes. And you individually have to take out their guns and things that are attacking you and little ships that'll take off. 
And you'll notice these little things in here that almost look like cocoons. Uh, I'm not sure what they are, but basically you have to drop bombs on those. They're vents, right? Vents, okay. Yeah. And basically the goal is once you get all those vents uh, off the entire ship, then you pass the ship. So you're basically making runs across here, trying not to get shot, trying not to have one of the enemy ships attack you. Uh, Once you go past the ship, then you kind of warp back to the front of the ship again and keep going. As long as you don't get shot, you can keep passing the ship as many times as you want. And then the ships keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and you're just like methodically trying to take out all the everything on the top of the ship to move on to the next one. Yeah, you're just going through these dreadnoughts. And I just think it was a really unique gameplay that I haven't seen. And if I remember right, Dan said there was some strategy to this game. Like you see where you could you can hit the the engines in the back. Yep, like if you right do there. that, you can go slowly over the ship. Whereas if you don't take those engines out, it moves faster. Like you move faster through the ship. Yeah, because it's pushing further forward. Exactly. Relative to you. Yeah. So there is some strategy to this game, and uh, from what I understand, um, he says it's got it's a lot deeper than it looks. Yeah. No. It it's a, it was a blast. I mean, I could yeah. probably dig into it more. I was hoping to find the Intellivision version here because we all have our Intellivisions, and I'd love to see what it looks like on the. Uh, I would love to get the original. Ooh, the Intellivision, Intellivision. is is horizontal. Yeah. I wonder if there's any kind of inspiration taken by Andrew Braybrook for Iridium on this game. Hmm, that's interesting. Especially, especially the yeah. horizontal-looking version here. Hmm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Iridium, I have a hard... This is a little more th- slow and methodical. Iridium, I have a hard yeah. time with. Um, probably just because... very quick. Yeah, <laughs> I think you got to get it get into the flow, and I, I haven't taken the time to, to try to figure that out. I mean, listen, Iridium's a great game, but I sometimes can't tell the way something is 3D on the top, so I run into it. I just can't... I, I can't gel to the way they do the 3D objects on the top of the ship. Um, it takes me a while. Was there, was there an NTSC-fixed version of that? Um, yeah, I think yeah. there was, yeah. Yeah, I played yeah. it, so... Okay. Because I, I played the PAL version on my NTSC 128 the other day, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. The speed could be a, yeah, it could be an issue. Yeah. Um, also, the last game I played from his little his thing here was uh, Dandy for the Atari 800. And this was a cool little, I guess it was a precursor to um, roguelikes. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, and nifty. I was having a blast with it. Um, yeah. Just going around and collecting money and uh, attacking things as they come towards you and these little maps and anyways, there's a video of it. But Dan, oh, Dandy was also a good one. That looks cool. Yeah, very much so. And uh, uh, the next that goes right into Tim. Tim, you had some Atari stuff to talk about, right? Yeah, I thought I'd, I'd do a neat little segue. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so I got the um, S drive. Yes, S Drive Max, which um, Cody has one of those, and I'm kind of jealous because I have the 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 other one, the SIO to SD from yeah. Lotharek, which is fine. It works fine, but those seem better. You have the little pen that you can do on the touchscreen. That's it. Yeah, see, the, the touchscreen is really good, and there's a you switch it on, and it will boot up into like a little menu system as well, so you can select the games from there. Um, so the yeah. only thing that's a bit, little bit frustrating with it is that obviously it takes the power um, unless you open it up and change a dip switch, so you can then externally power it. Um, it takes the power directly from 
the Atari. Um, so you can't sort of like pre-select your game and let it boot up. You have to go into the menu, find the game, select it, off you go sort of thing. Um, but, you know, a, a very, very small criticism. And this this was at so cheap, this one. This was about £30. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, exactly. And, yeah just just brilliant and it's transformed the 8-bit for me because mostly over here i've just got tape stuff um and uh, that is a real chore <laughs> loading things from tape on the atari 8-bit i don't know whether you guys have experienced any of that probably not i guess you're all i never i never successfully loaded anything uh <clears throat> i don't think i did either no but, but I, one one thing that's that's really cool about the Atari 8-bit and, and the tape drive, it's quite unique. I don't know if you know, it's actually got a stereo head, um, but the stereo isn't used, obviously, for stereo recording and all that sort of stuff. This is kind of like two channels. So you've got the data channel. So when you load in the game, all the, all the sound comes through from that in, into the computer. But also you can actually um, play back audio tracks whilst the game is loading. Hmm, I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. I had no idea. So there's there's um so there's a game I can't remember what it's called now, but it came on one of the Atari packs that I've got, um, and uh, it actually plays really nice synth based music whilst the game is loading. It's incredible. It that's <laughs> blew <cool>. my mind. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, and I think there's some some ed- educational stuff out there that sort of like speaks to you whilst the game is whilst the next part of the game is loading and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's really really nice. While you were playing around with that, did any games stand out to you? Um, I got to admit, I sort of like went around the the usual things and ended up playing a ton of River Raid. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, that's very Atari. I mean, let's be let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I, pl- I, I um, went and explored the world a bit of Atari 8-bit demos as well. Um, so I was watching a few of those, and some of those are just, again, amazing. But a lot of them, unfortunately, require 128, and my I haven't updated my um, my uh, uh, 800XL yet to 128. So That is a good point. Well, first, first of all, let me suggest uh, Dreadnought Factor and Dandy. <laughs> yeah, which exactly. we just talked about yeah, exactly good gonna do that yep i ran into the same thing there's one game that looked amazing it's a modern homebrew from a couple of years ago that looked amazing and loaded it up on my 800 and it, and it literally just told me you need 128k to run this yeah and i'm like shoot and of course there's a there's a guy right up in you know 20 minutes from here that sells the upgrade kit and it's like 95 dollars. and i'm like oh i should think about looking to the upgrade blah 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 and then i realized i have two 130 XEs or XLs right over here. Yeah. I just yeah. need to fix the keyboard. And so now I have a reason to keep one because I was going to sell them both. Right. Because I'm like, I don't like the form factor as much, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I might as well keep one and just use that as my 128K. I don't know. Um, also, there's a new game released, uh, which I want to bring up right now because it's Atari, and that is Montezuma's Redux. I don't know how you say that. Redux? 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 Is it French? We do. Um, so Montezuma's is a basically ROM hack remix of Montezuma's Revenge, which I love. I don't know how much you guys have played that game. I love it on the ColecoVision. I love it yeah, on the Atari. I love it on the Atari 800. Um, and it's 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 a whole new version of it. It's awesome. So download it. Try it. Eric, you've been playing with okay. Windows. Yeah, so I I've, I had a Windows 98 machine out in the garage that I put out there. It's been a couple of years since I've touched it. 
Um, but I wanted to get kind of back into some old school PC gaming. So I pulled it out, got it back up and running and got the networking. There's a, there is a network port on the motherboard on this particular motherboard. So I got the networking working ethernet. So I got FTP working so I can move files to it very easily. It's even got the most basic web browsing on it, but it doesn't support SSL. So there's very few websites I can go to, but, um, I got this. I bought this. Is the one purchase I did this month was this Gravis gamepad. That's have you seen this? That brings back memories right there. Have That's, you seen this, uh, Tim? The Gravis gamepad. Yeah. It was yeah. We we used to we used to sell a ton of them, and I've actually got one here for the Amiga somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 to be fair, it's not the greatest gamepad in the world. I remember but, this being so much more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's not the greatest gamepad in the world, but it, it does... It's too long. If Yeah, if you knew back then, I mean, a lot of the gamepads and joysticks were horrible for the early PC gaming, so I did buy that for more nostalgia than anything, um, and it did take me a while to get it to work on in Windows 98 correctly. I've been but wanting I, to get one of these. Just yeah, nostalgia. Oh, me too. I, nostalgia. I, I, it's awesome, um, and it works great. Um, but a cu- couple of the games I downloaded, um, I got the original Command and Conquer, which yeah. I played and and forgot how much I loved that game because I, I worked at a place where we would play the land land version of Command and Conquer against each other. Oh man, just just burning it onto a disc. You can just download it on the internet, and you can find it all over the place and. Just playing it on Windows ninety eight, the I for it's just a beautiful game. I love that game. The cutscenes are even fun to watch, and I don't. I'm not a big fan of cutscenes. But then um, I also got Mega Man X three, X four, and X five on the on the Windows on Windows ninety eight. Um, I don't know if he wants me to say this, so I'm not going to say his name. But he's on Twitter. He sent me the ISO images. Okay. And I just boot them up, and they work perfectly with the Gravis gamepad. But so, you're I mean, saying it was a he. It mm. was a he. 50-50. Narrowing it down. Um, so I've been playing Mega Man's and Command Conquer Windows, and I ain't loving it. I mean, I, I it, it is fun getting back into old-school DOS gaming. Um, and my little machine, I have this little thing called a book PC. It's not a big, giant tower or anything. It takes up very little space. But it has everything I need on it. It's got a sound, bl- an emulated sound blaster. Ooh, sound on blaster. Uh, it's a Pentium three, five hundred thirty-three megahertz. Um, it, 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 I've just been having a blast with it. So Windows ninety-eight. Pun it, intended. It is retro. So it is retro. It I, I found the problem with the Gravis pad. Yeah, it says right on the back, made in Canada. What? Oh, we just lost our five million Canadian listeners. I am sorry. What's all that about? <laughs> so anyway... No, I remember this being really comfortable. Oh, also, it has a hole in the middle that's threaded, kind of like the early Master Systems. Yep. For like a joystick. I don't remember a joy- ever seeing a joystick with one of these. So when that came to me, it has a plastic cap that screws down into it, but it's not a, it's not a joystick. It's a cap. But with the cap on, you can't slide your finger over it to actually use the D-pad correctly. Oh, interesting. So I was like, why is this even in here? So, I so just, It's not a joystick, huh? No, it's not a joystick. So. Interesting. Anyway, so that's my Windows 98 nostalgia. I've never thrown away a PC that I've ever owned. My first PC was when I went to college. Yeah. That was 2001, so it had Windows ME on it. Yeah. Is that Would that run any of that stuff, or is that an operating system too late? I'd burn no, that. that, that. Yeah, <laughs> they 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 um, uh, well, for the want of a better word, um, trashed 
Windows with ME, <laughs> didn't they? Because yeah. it was kind of like the precursor to 2000 and XP, and uh, they actually did away with the, the native DOS mode in it, so you could only run DOS on ME within the Windows shell. It wouldn't actually boot into standard DOS first. Oh, so I, need, I just need so something with kind of like with the DOS. first version without DOS. But yeah. what kind of machine gotcha. is it? That's what's important, because you could always just reinstall like Windows 98 oh, yeah. on it or XP. XP yeah. was like so the So Hewlett-Packard, you know, came with everything installed. Yeah. I don't know. Just slap Windows XP on that, and you'll be good to go. Yeah. Nah, My- don't, don't even bother with that. Just put DOS on it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that would be, that'd yeah. be cool. Speaking of command line... <laughs> That's funny. Um, Who's next? Tim's got Tim, yeah. Tim's got one here. Good old Rob. Tell us about Rob. Oh yeah. Um, how do you pronounce his name? Rob Caporetto. Does that sound right? That sounds right. I'm a I'm a yeah. pat- I'm a Patreon subscriber to him. Did I've always just said too. I've always just said Rob C. Rob C. Yeah, that's Is that one. fair? That's fair. Yeah. 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 Um, so be- I wanted to shout out. Um, generally for for his awesome channel on youtube beyond the scan lines um, but he did one a um, couple of days ago on the master system shmup power strike 2 have you guys awesome heard of game. this one awesome game i've never played yeah. it i've never yeah. played it so it's actually known as aleste in oh, other regions yes. i've played aleste yeah. up yeah. the wazoo yeah, yeah. i played yeah. aleste on we played it on the msx, MSX. Yep. that's right so MSX. power strike 2 is aleste 2 if i'm not mistaken oh well then i have played it okay but on SMS, yeah. is it good? Uh, yeah, it looks absolutely brilliant. Looks really, really good. Uh, Bobby Dazzler, for sure. Ooh, it's a nice. Bobby Dazzler! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'd recommend go and have a, have a look on his channel. Um, look for Hellfire64 on YouTube um, and uh, see some of the reviews that he's done. Does it in a really, really nice style. He's got a great um, channel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Power, Power Strike Two, loving that. I'm going to give that a go on on my um, Mega Drive with my um, uh, Ever, EverDrive, um, and uh, yeah, give That's that right, a go. That. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'm gonna. I have to admit, I feel guilty. There's only so much time in the day. I have not watched one of his videos yet. I see him on Twitter all the time. I just haven't ever taken the time to it's click on channel. it. And t- I, like I want to check lot. it out. I mean, he does a lot of different systems now, but when he was really focusing on Commodore 64, I really liked his C64. From Australia, right? Yeah. Australia? Yeah. 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 He is. Right. Yeah. Was Master System like the winner down there when it comes to 8-bits? Or? Um, no, no. I mean, Commodore 64 was, was obviously big down there. Um, and, you know, at some, of, some of the other systems, it kind of followed a similar sort of parallel to, to the UK um, in terms of, you know, their... their machines are they pal in australia uh i think so that would probably make sense to me i think it is yeah Yeah. because uh i think think so i know anthony stiller i sent him a commodore 64 and he wanted an ntsc one to trouble to like uh beta test his games that he comes out with good old ant so i sent him one yeah so they're they're definitely pal very cool yeah yep yeah yeah i've been loving on some steam now let me let me explain okay We've talked for a long time. I've had Steam for a long time, and I have a computer that is literally I, I don't I never realize it, but my, this computer behind me is like ten years old. Yeah, which is dinosaur ages for PCs. And only a year ago, I got a, a video card that can help it actually run stuff that plays like should play on everybody's PC, but I can barely run it with the video card. Right. <laughs> so I got my laptop, a, a newer laptop, which I got a screaming deal on, anyways. So it can actually play Steam games. And I was all excited about that, but it's on my laptop, so I don't pull it out very often, don't think about it. 
And then it just dawned on me the other day, I don't know why I never thought about it before, to pair my Bluetooth 8-bit Doe controller, which I love. Yeah. This guy. The 8-bit Doe gamepad that looks like a Super Nintendo gamepad with two dual chalk sticks on it. Yeah, and I have the same yeah. one, except it's the purple one, which is the American SNES yeah. model that the American one. Yeah. So I got this and paired it to it, and then I just plugged my laptop HDMI into my TV, and now it's a console. Yeah. I don't know why I never thought about that. <laughs> Stupid. So I, all right. of a sudden I started going through my whole list of games, which of course at this point is like 150 games that I probably paid a total of $30 for. Right. they go on sales so drastically. And I've just been having a blast with stuff. Um, I've had this game, we've talked about it in the past, but I finally was able to play it. Uh, Crimson Clover World Ignition. Yeah. Which is a shmup where everything is blowing up constantly and points are flying all over the screen and you just, regardless of if you're any good at this game or not, you just feel like you're all-powerful and destroying everything. And I finished the first level, which was probably very easy, but and I just felt like I was the king. Yeah. Like, this is a game I'm going to play a lot of. It's cool. It's like everything's blowing up. It's crazy. It almost feels like the layout's almost kind of like uh, Don Patchy. Yeah. Um, with things on the ground and tanks going on diagonals and things flying at you. Um, but the bullets, and there's it's manic. There's bullets everywhere and explosions everywhere and multipliers everywhere and gold everywhere, just everything everywhere. But everything moves, uh, the bullets move so slowly that you're really just kind of weaving through the bullets. I wouldn't even call it dodging, dodging as much as weaving. Oh, my gosh. I played, uh, I, I mean, I, I played through, it took me like 40 minutes with no continues, and I got to like level four. It's not a short game. It keeps going, but right. my goodness, it was stimulus. Um, That's one I have in my Steam library, and oh it's my one gosh. of the first ones I downloaded again when I got my new gaming PC, and it um, it's one of the first ones I bought on Steam when I opened a Steam account, and it is a great shmup. It, it runs on everything. It's, it's actually really, really good. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. And then I finally got around to playing the second Guacamelee, Guacamelee 2. Yeah. The first one I loved... It was in a potential game of the year for me. Um, this one is just as good. Um, uh, fun, exciting, fast, Metroidvania brawler where you're a chicken half the time. You're, you're a luchador. You're a big, burly luchador uh, with a you know heavily inspired uh, you know Mexican Dia de los Muertos theme. Music is amazing. The atmosphere is amazing. Uh, but you are a chicken a lot more in this game than you were the first one. <laughs> So, for whatever that means to you, you got to be a chicken to fit through small passages. Um, I personally would like a little less chicken. Uh, un poco uh, pollo less. I don't know. Right. Opposite of moss. There's my Spanish for you. Um, but awesome game. Again, another recommend. I love guacamole. Cool. So, I I wanted to say, like, last, last month we talked about... Um, I did that interview with Gakagami where we talked about hacking the Ouya and rooting it and then doing the games and stuff. So I took what he told me in that interview and I did the research online and I I hacked my Ouya and got it connected to the new kind of redirected storefront so that you could log into your Ouya and play it. And then I also rooted it, which gives you a couple of extra um, benefits. One thing is if you've purchased certain games, it unlocks your old purchases. So games, most of them are free now on the Ouya store, but there were a few that the author didn't want to give away for free. But if you root it, 
you can install this little utility that it will unencrypt your purchases on if your OUYA you ha- if you're using your OUYA from back in the day it un- it basically unencrypts the purchase logic in there and lets you play all the purchase ones so i got back into uh i didn't, I didn't I haven't started a new game but pierre remember pierre solar yeah like that uh, you RPG. Have the, you have the dream the uh, I have genesis. The, I have the genesis version, but I also bought the Ouya version. So okay. I have that, and it unlocked with this hack. Um, I um, have Towerfall, Ascension, Bomb Squad. Those were games I bought back in the day, which were unlocked with this Ouya hack. Um, but I downloaded some other ones, Sign Mora, which is like this really cool vertical shmup. I have that on the uh, Vita, I believe. Oh, okay, did you enjoy it? It's really... The graphics are pretty intense, but the yes. gameplay seemed like it was just kind of... It's kind of lacking. Like mundane, yeah. Yeah, but the unfortunately. Are, it's something to look at, but it may not be the great best. Great-looking game. Yeah. And sounding game. Um, and Nimble Quest, which I told you about, which is a great smash-up between RPG and a snake-like game, which sounds weird, it's but weird. <laughs> it's awesome. It cool. is It is great. So I did my whole segment um, last month about games played on the video so i talk about a couple of these like bomb squad which is a which is probably the best multiplayer game on ouya which i did get a chance to play with my son and we just had a blast running around knocking each other off ledges in bomb squad that's awesome um, so that's that that's what i did back to you Cody. back to me cool last month if you guys remember I got these uh, all these cards that we were yeah. talking about from Retro Gamer, and I'm still excited about the the full sized ones from the uh, is it the National Computer Museum? What's it called? Uh, yeah, Computer History Museum. Computer Computer Museum of Computer History. I think it is. I bet all three of those are actual museums. To be honest, let's be. I know. <laughs> yeah, in ca- it's in Cambridgeshire. The one you describe is in Cambridgeshire. Uh, nonetheless. I was impressed that I had most of these, but my collector mentality was like, there's about seven of these systems on these cards I don't own. <laughs> so I took care of that, <laughs> as we've all been them. wanting to do, and I picked up my first uh, 3DO. 3DO, yeah. Which is the first 3DO I've ever touched. Nice. Or seen in, in, in person, except for maybe in a display back in the 90s. Um, it's funny, though, because I think all three of us are like really have been looking at getting one of these i've been trying to find one we're all like really into it and when i was young i think it's a nostalgic thing this was like one of the holy grail machines oh really? it was like 800 900 bucks yeah it was it insane was right very very expensive yeah. so it's, of course it's going to be amazing well what's yeah. fun yeah well. yeah <laughs> man <laughs> but that's why i laugh because all three of us are like oh man i want to get a 3do and all three of us are like the games are dark pretty crap though I think. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <yeah. laughs> um but i got one i got the panasonic fz10 which is the one with the the uh top loader here yeah the little pop-up which uh was originally de- designed to be the cheaper one okay but because it doesn't have the uh mechanical cd tray this one doesn't break as often yeah so this yeah, is more, kind of more reliable more reliable and then it has, which this is, I guess, hard to find nowadays, too, is the the official Panasonic gamepad, because a lot of them come with 3D aftermarket ones. Okay. Um, oh, you can feel that. It's it, it's a pretty standard Super Nintendo layout, but kind of with... No, it feels pretty good. Three buttons. It's a little, little it has, high, it a little raised. has bumpers, though. has bumpers. What I do like about the 3DO controller is that port right there. Yeah, it's like a 9-pin, but what does it do? So it's got a female 9-pin on the controller as well. I don't know if you've ever looked into this, Tim. There's a female 9-pin right there? 
Yep. So what happens is the front of this device only has one nine pin, one DB nine on the front. So you plug in your you plug in your your controller, and if you want a second controller, they plug into your controller. If you want their controller, they plug into their controller. That's crazy. And so you can have big old long chains of. So when you're in an intense multiplayer game, you could just tug on the other guy's controller, screw them up, (laughs) just bend their pins, ruin their controller. Adds an extra element. Yeah, you know, just more couch co-op. So I did get one real game with it, and it was Road Rash, which a lot of people say is the best game for the system. And it is just dripping with 90s grunge, cheesy FMV. Nice. But fun as hell gameplay. It's it's great. I love yeah. it. Um, and then I saw online that if you burn games on a disc, I mean, this, case, this is a one-speed CD reader. Sure. So if you burn games on a disc, a lot of times, I guess, some of these won't read them. Okay. Thank goodness, everyone I've burnt works perfectly on this. So you, oh, you, so you can just burn your games. I'm just burning games on regular CD negative CD minus R's. Cool. Um, so the one I'm most excited about digging into, I played a little bit. Uh, I played a ton of stuff already, but Star Control Two. I printed out the manual, the entire manual from the internet. And this is a lot of people consider who have played this consider this like one of their favorite games of all time. Not just wow. Um, and it's a cool space exploration, mining, resource management, um, long-term game where you save in between sessions. And yeah. I'm, I feel like digging into this. I'm excited. So I've got a 3DO. I'm stoked. That's all I have to say about that. Awesome. It's, it's, on, it's still on my list. I'm still looking. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of FZ1s around here. Um, and they're, they're, again, they're going for crazy money. Um, so I think I'm probably going to go with with your style one, but I might have to. I'm probably going to have to import that one. Um, oh, really? they, okay. They, they they didn't get released because they're only NTSC. I think those ones. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Okay. Um, so they didn't get released in the PAL region. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going to try and get hold of uh, one of those eventually. I saw one locally for one hundred fifty dollars, and I went to the shop three or four times, and it was still there. And, I, and he, he wouldn't come down on the price, and I was like, man, I should just get You're that. You're being stubborn. And yeah. uh, I, if one day I walked in, it wasn't there anymore, so I was like, kicking myself. And I guess he got it, this retro store got it in a lot, so there were about 20 games on the shelf for 3DO. And uh, some of them were sports titles and stuff, so I mean, it wasn't like they were all great games. But one was Gex, which I guess is pretty good on there, too. Yeah, it started there. Yeah. It was an exclusive... As a lot of games were, and then when it f- the 3DO failed, they started porting it to the PlayStation. So a lot of the games are now on the PlayStation 1 okay. as well, the first PlayStation. Yeah. All right. What do we got next here? Okay, so uh, as as you as you now know, I didn't get a 3DO. No, you did not. I was, I, I was extremely disappointed because I, I missed a couple. <laughs> you guys both have so, to though, because our next battle of systems is 3DO based. So <laughs> we're gonna make the, we're gonna make this happen. So so I made up for it, and I went on a little bit of a spending spree. Ooh. Well. Um, Ooh. <laughs> so first one, and I, I did first kind one. of like release a release a picture, a teaser picture of this on Twitter the other day. But um, yeah, so this is oh nice, oh sweet Sony Hitbit <laughs> MSX the MSX one. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, and that is fully boxed and everything with it. Oh, that and is got, slick. Um, now a ton of I've got a ton of games and bits and pieces with it as well. Really? Because uh, those go yeah. for big, big money. Those yeah cartridge yeah. games. And uh, it's let me get it out of the box. Excuse the clattering here. Um, 
Uh, MSX computers are pretty. They are They're pretty all things. Really, really pretty. Yeah. I, Look I, at that. It looks brand new. I absolutely love them. I, I basically, I've, I've, yeah, I tore it completely down. Um, redid all the keyboard and all that sort of thing. It was a little bit grubby when I got it, um, and it's just come up so nice. I'm so happy with it. Um, and that is now my my go-to MSX. My, my Toshiba will now stay in the box. I was going to ask you about that. Cause, so the MSX is a Japanese 8-bit computer um, that made an appearance, but not a huge splash in, in the UK from what I know, and pretty much no nothing at all over here in America. Um, now, is the one you're holding... I know the Toshiba is kind of the, the quintessential British MSX, right? That's it, exactly, yeah. So yeah, the it, one you're holding, so, in, was so, that UK or is that... This is Import. A, it's, so it's no, it's a it's a PAL PAL version. Um, okay, and it was properly sold here in the UK, um, but this thing was crazy money. I think it was around about five hundred, six hundred pounds um, when it was released over here. Wow! Uh, because it had the built-in business software, and it's obviously Sony, and it's chunky and really, really nice. Um, so yeah, these these are, are were quite you know un- uncommon over here you couldn't really pick them up for, uh, for a decent price um and then I, I guess in the in the late 90s these things were selling for sort of like around about 20 30 quid um i picked up one fully boxed um and uh, you know that was uh, again i probably i may have even picked it up at a, like a, a car boot sale as we call them over here can't remember where i got it now um really cheap and i sold that one off and i've wanted one ever since and i've been looking for one at a decent price and this one came up and uh, i just pulled the trigger on it and i was really really happy with that gorgeous i want to see the games uh, the games are all packed away, unfortunately. Uh, okay. Are they are they cassettes? So limited though? space. Yeah, it's all cassette stuff. Yeah. Okay. There, were, there wasn't any cartridge games or anything like that, unfortunately. But yeah, it was, it's. I mean, uh, there was there was a few nice ones there, but most of it was sort of like the usual um, Mastertronic one ninety nine budget games that have been converted across from the Spectrum. Um, but um, yeah, the, the the main unit itself is what I was after, and that that was I was really really happy with that. And That's the, awesome. The thing with this one is on the back it's good for here in the uk then if you can see that, that scar the scar right in the back it's got actually a scar on the back you no know, it's really hard it. for me to make out that huge uh volkswagen beetle sized port on the back of your computer <laughs> it's got a yeah. giant scar thing up the wazoo up the wazoo yeah. yeah so that that just makes it and that's typical sony you know i mean you open up in here and just that one board for the for the scar thing is is just like so much over engineering in there just to put that scar port on there that's just typical sony um you know they went 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 for it on that one so yeah i was really really stoked about that and but wait there's more there's more is this beast oh wow oh, commodore 16 commodore 16 <laughs> does that come with the uh the, the black cassette player and everything yeah, it's got nice. a whole lot in the box. Um, so yeah, this is a fully working, which is quite rare because obviously the Ted chip. Ted chip. Yeah, <laughs> um, and that's that was all fully working. Um, and it, th- this was a local pickup. I, I went and drove and picked that one up. It was only sort of like fifteen minutes down the road, um, and I, I, I stood there socially distanced, chatting to this guy for pro- must have been about forty minutes. It turns out. Um, 
although he was in into computers and all that sort of stuff he was just starting out in retro stuff um and he'd heard about um pixel guide in oh other bits and pieces and no no i put him <laughs> on the road i put him straight I, I love put him it. straight about the podcast um so yeah so i stood there talking to him for a little while um let me just see if i can get this out so if he's listening this is the part where you tell us how good of a deal you got so you can be disappointed by what he gave away way too cheap well, it wasn't <laughs> cheap, I've got to be honest. It was it was a, it was okay. A fair price. Um, but because it was local and it looked in pretty good condition. Yeah, that's cool. So nice black. Yeah. Looks yep. like a black Commodore 64 with a different label, but Yeah. The only thing is is there's a I don't know what someone had done with that corner. <laughs> it's slightly melted. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but um I've I've opened it up, cleaned it, and I've put heat sinks on all the on on all the relevant chips on the TED and the CPU and that sort of thing. Nice. Um, so yeah, that one's that one's really nice. And I've got um, still to come through for the MSX. Is I finally pushed the button on getting one of the SD readers as well for it. The SD cartridges. Oh yeah, Mega Flash ROM. Those are pri- pricey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Well, this this one wasn't too bad actually. Oh good. Um, oh cool. I think it. I think it was about uh 50 50 pounds something like that yeah it's um, not terrible I know some of the others can go up 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 to about 80 pounds <clears> so yeah i'm looking forward to that one coming along um keep in mind yeah, that the msx just had a new uh shooter just released for the msx which i am dying to get to i just released it on indie retro news brand new horizontal shooter looks almost like a gradius type of a game oh i'll have to look yeah that. i'm excited i'm gonna try that Eric's been playing some Switch titles. Yeah, so I picked up three new Switch games. I'll I'll go through these quick. Uh, One is Ruiner. Have you guys heard about this? It's like a cyberpunk twin-stick shooter, but it has RPG elements. Love it. Yeah, so it it is... Hitting my buttons. It's out. So far, it's pretty good. I only played a couple levels because I moved on to something else, but... (laughs) uh, Well, I'm going to go back to it. Typical Eric. Well, because the next game took up all my time. Yep. I got Mr. Driller Drillland. That looks so yes. good. Which I, <laughs> I I couldn't wait for the physical copy if ever if one's ever going to come out. So I bought the digital and and you'll buy it again. Just I'll, have buy, a I'll buy it again because I I've loved this and I was playing it and I I got hooked and I think I spent more time playing this than any other game this past month. In fact, so much so that I beat it. I this is a game that I beat. What so, Eric? I don't believe it. <laughs> um, so. Winner. I beat it. Now I did beat it on level one, but you do you do get all the scrolling credits and all that. And then now I'm going to be tackling level two and then level three. And in every level, you go through all of the different. Um, they have a lot of different game modes. Yeah. So there's I, just regular. So cool. There's regular Mister Driller, but then there's like an almost like a weird rogue style one, and there's like one which has space asteroids coming down. And you and change stuff. characters, and you change characters, and there's a storyline to it. It's it's and. There's like a what you like, Cody. The achievements, oh yeah, like where you can unlock certain things. Or collect stuff. There's a card collection where you collect different cards <gasps> in the in the game. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. It's, so I was hoping it would be like twenty bucks, but it's more than that. It's but a it little bit like, more than that. Sounds yeah. like it's worth it. So. It's worth it. So, and then I got a game for free because I think I saw you playing it, Mech Rage. Yeah. So if that's another twin stick shooter, I haven't played it yet, but I bought it because. It was so cheap that I had I had the gold coins yep, in there that's saved what I did. up. It's forty nine so like, cents. So I was like, I'm gonna buy it, and like it was like free. They're like, hey, just take some of your gold coins. So it's like, pretty good. It's pretty good. It, so far, what I've played, I liked, but I I haven't I have I have played for like five minutes before yeah. I was like, I got to get back to Mister Driller. 
So there anyway, I've just I've just underlined that one for me to pick that one up as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like I, out of those games, I mean, Ruiner looks like it's one that you can really sink your teeth into. But I wanted to wait till I finished Mister Driller, so I'm going to go back to Ruiner. Um, it 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 is a very interesting twin stick RPG game. Yeah, it's cool. I like the concept. So um, we should, you guys should check that. But Mister Driller is the best out of all those by far. It's it's the best. Yeah, I I downloaded the demo of that, and I I just had some uh, fun playing just the demo. Uh, I just love that the the whole style of the game, how it's presented, the graphic style, the music style. Yeah, it just looks so polished. It's just really nice. <clears throat> I'm starting to get a a. a common thread here doki doki literature club you like the bright pink girly japanese okay. aesthetic yeah there's yeah. a driller you kind of like the bright okay pink yeah. girly japanese aesthetic i'm starting to i'm starting to pick <laughs> up on this all right all right you know everybody's got their thing everyone's got their thing um stick it's your stick uh, I just want to touch really quick uh i i i dug through some of the itch.io um uh, I can't remember what it's called. That equality bundle that yep. they released for five bucks last month. We were talking about. Yep, there was sixteen hundred plus games. Mm-hmm. And I started digging through some of them. I had a blast just digging through there. So many, yeah. And I played a number of really good ones uh, that I could recommend. I played some garbage, but for the most part, I kind of did research on reviews before I downloaded them. Uh, but two of the ones I loved, we you played it too, Eric. Uh, a short hike. Yeah, that's a great one. I played it all the way through until I beat it. Took about three hours, I think. I think I'm like halfway through it, but I, I went back to Mr. Driller. <laughs> it's this cool, like, three D isometric ish um, game yeah. where you're little, like little little woodland creature. Like you're a bird, a bird. But there's yeah. other there's other woodland creatures, and you're at like camp, and you just kind of go on this mission to kind of find random things and yourself in the process, and it's just a blast. You're, it's um, and the graphics are very unique and pretty cool they're pixelated but they're also very mm-hmm. 3d yep. um I, it's it was a blast it wasn't terribly challenging but it you know it's a kind of puzzle elements and um backtracking figure, finding things remembering where you saw that and going back there i just had a blast playing that and then the last one i want to mention on there for now a game on there is a puzzle game called be glitched i'll have to look that up and it's got a very uh cutesy pink feminine japanese <laughs> <laughs> I've got Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's interesting it, it is it, they actually call it a, a cyberpunk game because it's it is very pink looking color wise but it is essentially you're you're a hacker hacking this um kind of fantasy uh computer and you there's like glitches and you have to kind of hack your way through them but it's all this um it's a kind of a match three thing but there's a lot more to it than that yeah um you got to figure out what's going on and there's no instructions you just kind of got to figure it out and fail your way forward and it was a bl- it's a blast um i'm about eight levels through out of 12 i believe right now i kind of got stuck but i want to go back to it um it just felt cool the sounds in there d- made you feel like you're a hacker you know clickies and like little i don't know yeah. felt like i was in the matrix so one of the games i found in that bundle i liked was called sis crusher it's a first-person shooter. I didn't play that one. So kind of okay. like Doom, you know, the first-person shooter style game. But it's very kind of hacker, cyberpunkish game. Cool. I haven't played more than maybe a half hour of it, but it looks like it has potential. Um, but I do want to do a future episode where we cover some of those IO games. I just I didn't have time to play many of them. Yeah, that must have been one of the uh, 1,586 games I didn't get to. Right. 
Sis Crusher. So mm. check that one out too. Sis Crusher. Gotcha. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to do a playthrough of all those games, by the way. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> Next episode, we're going to cover all of them. No. <laughs> That's a hard no. <laughs> so I spent a little time with the BBC Micro this month. Yay. Um, and I just, I just wanted to send... I, I, I kind of themed my my gameplay with uh, like clones, because I knew Cody hated them. So yeah. Clones. <laughs> but I played the Sinistar clone called Death Star. And I played Space Pilot, which is a time pilot one. And, the, and neither game supported joystick, but the control method wasn't that bad. It was like control caps lock for up and down, and, and L and R were return. Um, or L and R were the caps lock control, and then return for fire. And I got used to that, so it was nice that a couple of these clones used the same kind of control method. Um, but the Sinister and Space Pilot were very, like, very almost... I mean, they're definitely not arcade perfect, but they were very good ports of those two games. Um, so, gave the BBC some love, played those two games. There's, there's some great conversions on the BBC. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just such a, <clears throat> you know, uh, at the time it was a really expensive machine over here, but there was some good games on there. But, the, you know, it, the, the 64 on the Spectrum in terms of popularity and all that sort of stuff just blew the machine away. But when you actually look at the hardware and um, some of the quality of the games mm -hmm. and the conversions were done, you know, on the, on the cheap and, you know, often one person in the bedroom, you know, obviously very typical of the time. But you look at the you look at the graphics and you look at the sound on the games and that sort of thing. And you think oh, this machine was just so kind of like overlooked under a, underutilized machine yeah at, yeah at the time um and it's such a powerful machine um and yeah and and obviously 32k as well so they you know even the spectrum was you know 48k and obviously 64 so to squeeze some of those games in i mean i don't know if you played it one of my favorite conversions is mr e uh, which is obviously a mr do game Oh, I haven't played um, that one. That's just oh, it's just a brilliant conversion. I would really recommend playing that one. I'm going to write that's that down. Fantastic. Mr. E. Yeah, yeah, Mister E. I've got it up there actually. Well, I pl have you played that stock car game I was playing? Because I we covered that on Six Good Games last episode. But did you ever play stock yeah, I've, car? I've played it a couple of times. That's a fun um, one. I had a blast with um, it. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, there's a few other races on there, obviously, you know, uh, but not top down. Revs obviously is one of the the ultimate that started out on there. One of the first sort of like proper three D racing sims. Yeah, um, that started out on the Beeb, uh, done by the um, uh, was it Jeff? Was it Jeff Crammond or was it David Brayburn? Can't remember. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, that that was a fantastic game on the on the Beeb. Yeah. Speaking Good. of BBCs. Do you have any updates on, on repairs by chance, Tim? I might. <laughs> Tim is visually going into the background to grab more stuff. Is There's the Specky. Wow. My Spectrum <clears throat> 128 Toast Rack. Oh, nice. I see the, so uh, the grilling surface. Yep, so this is where you put your toast. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so this 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 came back from mutant caterpillar games and i to be honest with you i was actually so surprised on how well this has come back it looks like a new toast rack i mean i, I was kind of like well hang on a minute is this the same one that i sent away i mean uh, 
Alex just... has just done such a great job on this. She's painted the logo and oh wow! It all up. I mean, it's it's just. Uh, I mean, uh, I'll be fair. You know, it wasn't cheap the the repair on these two machines, but you know, uh, get what you pay for. Credits due. You you pay you pay for it, and absolutely. Um, so yeah, I've got the 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 toast rack back, which is really nice to have, and then the. BBC Master. Oh, lift with your legs, not with your back. Lift with your legs. <laughs> so yeah, the BBC Master is back, and that's all Gosh, working. Gosh, it's a big thing. It's, that, it's absolutely huge. This thing. That thing um, makes the Commodore 128 look like a like a <laughs> like just that's incredible. I mean, I thought the C128 was a huge computer, or the oh, Amiga 500. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got the uh, SD to BBC hooked up on that as well. Um, so I've, <clears> I've been been fiddling about with this but it's not as straightforward as the bbc to to get up and working this one has actually got um uh, like a running configuration almost a bit like an early bios um so you have to get all the right settings and all that sort of stuff in there and it's got a battery backup which this one doesn't actually have at the moment. So you put the settings in and then obviously you turn it off afterwards and you've lost all the settings. So <laughs> I've got to sort that out. And that's that's quite a simple little battery battery backup fix I've got to do. Um, but but other than that, it's... That's awesome. Brilliant. I'm really happy. <laughs> I love that. So other than that, it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I'm just trying to put this down. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's it from me. And that's catching up, gentlemen. Nice. Which means we have one last important task for our listeners this episode. It's the battle of the systems. Battle of the systems. <laughs> So I believe the battle this month was uh, the brainchild of Tim, I think, um, if I remember correctly. Do you and want to take responsibility for that, Tim? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take responsibility for this one and uh, how much time it actually took out of my life. <laughs> In a good way. <laughs> and it was roughly, I don't know how you want to coin it, but it was kind of Galaga... Uh, clones slash sequels slash spiritual successors slash inspired games inspired yes. by <laughs> and or sequels directly to galaga now i'm gonna start yep. real quick um by explaining what galaga is to people who may not know all right <clears throat> uh galaga is a game that was released um more or less because people enjoyed space invaders and said i want to make that better and so they tried, but they failed. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Yeah. So it's, essentially, it was the Galaxian was the first version, wasn't it? Um, so they had Galaxian, um, and then they followed it up with Galaga. Um, so it's a, it was a follow-up to Galaxian, I believe. Yeah. Uh, the key thing there, I don't know if you caught it, caught it, Tim, but I'm ragging on it. I am not a huge Galaga fan. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just not unfortunately um so just but, but did, did but did all playing all these manage to swing your opinion no 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 that uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, I, it's not the gameplay itself. It's Galaga itself that I don't particularly care oh, for. Right. Okay. All right. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and briefly list, and this is just me. For, what, well, first of all, what do you, what do you think about Galaga, Tim? Um. Uh, yeah. I've. Uh, it's, Ooh, it's, on... it's a shooter, isn't it? It's. <laughs> it's. It's out there. It's. It's a game. Um. And we. We play it and we shoot things with it. <laughs> wow. You and I. I thought you would be like angry at me for saying what I said, but you. No. I. I think to. To be honest, I'm more into. Into the the games that have been inspired by that and that's that's uh, Gallagher is important in terms of it's obviously the way that the game was done the dynamic in the game and all that historical significance exactly but it's what is spawned after that that's kind of more interesting to me than the actual original yeah yeah absolutely in fact I probably should have played Galaxian to get a better taste of that as well um yeah and Galaxian has a kind of like a, a historical roots for me because that was literally one of the first games I got on my my ZX Spectrum was Cookie and Galaxian. Cookie, um, I have Cookie. Yep, Cookie. Yep. So what and, I wanted uh, to, what I want, so Tim, uh, Eric, uh, Eric just joined us back here. Yeah. Tim and I are on the same page where Galaga has historical significance. Mm-hmm. We both don't love it. Okay, I actually love it. And yeah, I think most people in the retro hobby would agree with you. Yeah, well, I mean, I I just have a long history with it. I was at a local convenience store. I I would throw you know hundreds of quarters in there, and yeah, so lo- you were, I loved it. It was of the era for you, and yes. it was new for you, and that's what I think I don't mm-hmm. have. Um, Tim I, has no excuse. He's just a bad person. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I, I will admit, there was just so many other things around at the time, wasn't there? I mean, that you, well, I'm I admit, more addressing yeah. Eric in this one, but yeah, the, it's it was just another another shooter game at the time for me. I mean, uh, you know, there was there was so much, so many other distractions in the arcade. It was difficult to to focus for me on one particular game. I guess it was different for you guys, where you obviously had um you know certain arcades in certain machines in certain areas and you kind of like honed in on those whereas for me i didn't really get an awful lot of that um but what i what i did have was arcades which were full of machines so if i went to play an arcade machine there was normally lots of other stuff around so it was like gotcha you know you're just trying running around like a headless chicken trying to trying to play as many machines as you can rather than zoning in on anything particularly that's true because you guys that the big uk thing is the beach holidays and there'd be a big arcades on the beach right whereas we we would go to the pizza parlor and there'd be two games and then yeah. you'd go to the mini mart, and there'd be one game. And that and was pretty much to, what my yeah. experience was. We'd have, I'd have to go out of my way to get to an actual arcade. Yep. So it was at convenience stores, supermarkets, stuff like that. Um, but with that said, with what you guys are saying, I don't revisit Galaga very much these days. Like straight up Galaga. It's more of a nostalgia thing at it's this. It's more point. of nostalgia. I'll, I'll right. give it yeah. like probably eighty percent nostalgia. So really quickly, I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm Bogart the show here, mm-hmm. um, which I like to do. Um, <clears throat> sorry. So. Here's my issues with Galaga, right? I love, first of all, I love vertical shooters, so that's not the issue. I'm just going to list them off here, and I'm going to give a score for Galaga, even though we're not reviewing Galaga. And that's because all the future games are iterations of Galaga. And for me, a big part of that is, does it fix what Galaga, what I find is upsetting about Galaga? Lacking. Lacking, whatever you want to call it. Um, Issue number one, Galaga starts with half a song. Okay. <laughs> that and then wait for it. 
it just stops there. <laughs> I am that's pretty where the sure. Sound effects start. I'm pretty sure that that the song was designed to loop the entire time you played, mm-hmm. and someone said, "No, that's too much. Let's just use it for the intro." Because that would feed right back in the intro and keep going. That would be a perfect loop. Hmm. I have a feeling that's what happened. But I thought it was pretty good. It, it played a little ditty, and then it, you, you start... Beep, 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 beep. But the ditty doesn't finish. Anyways, all right, that's more nitpicky. Okay. It has that abrupt ending. You only get two shots. So if you miss, some, if you miss something, you're sitting there weaponless, waiting for your shots to leave the screen so you can shoot again. Hate that. Tiny sprites that are very fast... It is really hard with your slow bullets that don't leave the screen to hit anything that's tiny and fast moving. Frustrating. Point number three or four, wherever we're at. Uh, the way the, air, the bullets come down when the enemies come out, they paint you into the corner where you're just hiding in the corner, and then there's like often no safe space to get back. You just chill in the corner waiting to try to find a spot, and eventually you try and you die. Hate that. No vertical axis for your ship, which I get is an early game that wasn't a thing yet. It was more like Space Invaders, where you just go left and right, and that's it. You can't go forward or back at all. Um, here's the real one, and a lot of old arcade games are like this, and you agree with me with Pac-Man on this. If you really want to get a good score, you have to memorize where everyone's mm-hmm. going to come in, where you're going to line up, especially in the bonus stages. Because yeah. if you miss one ship in the bonus stage, you get like 3,900 points instead of like 20,000 or something stupid. That's right. So mm-hmm. it's a memorization game, if mm-hmm. you actually want to try to play for score. Yep. And then last but not least, and this is probably my biggest <clears throat> issue with the game, is the alien insect spaceships will fly down, you know, doo, they go below the screen, and they'll turn back up and come back from the bottom of the screen yeah. and just kill you. And you're like, wait, what? Why? No, you're gone. You can't just come back magically and kill me without any warning whatsoever. Those are my issues with Galaga. It gets a 65%. Yeah. Drop the bomb. There you go. Now that we've have half of our listeners remaining, let's go ahead and talk about these other games. Sure. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Go you for just, it. You want to just want to start on the list like it is in, in our notes. That way we can just keep track here. Sounds good. What are we starting with then? God plus arcade. So what game is this, Eric? Describe this. I'll pull up our screen sharing here. Yeah, let's do screen sharing first so we can get a good good feel for this this was the one game we have in here that is the arcade based game um god plus was the direct sequel official sequel to galaga um in this one you can go left and right and up and down to a degree also known as galaga 3 yeah also known as galaga 3 yep there was a what was the one right after galaga because there was a galaga 2 ish there's Galaxian, Galaga, something that was Galaga 2. This is Galaga 3. I don't know. I'll look that up. You continue, Eric. Uh, you can go left and right and uh, and up and down to a degree. I don't know what percentage of the score you can go up. Maybe 25%? Does that seem right? Yeah, 25% of the screen you can, you can move forward. Yep. You can move forward, which you couldn't do in Galaga. Um, you can hit fire, but there is no multi-fire, so you can't hold the button down. You have to hit it over and over again. Um, you get an extra life at 30,000 and 70,000 points. Um, I just took personal notes here. I felt like with this game, I got better as I played it more and more. Because I, I have to admit, I haven't, I never played this in the arcade. Yeah, no. I don't think it was a very common machine. Yeah. No, I, I'd, I'd never played it before either. Um, when you die, the level starts over again, which I did, I did not like. It was that very was frustrating. frustrating. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, this has what I call QMA, 
quarter munching algorithm. <laughs> so it is. It it basically oh, it. it basically is an arcade game designed to take your money. So there yeah. isn't. It's not what I would call a fair game. It has some neat things like when you capture. You get this little spiral thing. I don't even know what to call it. Like a well, like a, in the original Galaga. Yep. A ship called the Galaga. Yeah. By the way, comes down and will yeah do a little tractor beam. Yep. And you can choose to hop your ship into that tractor beam, and it will steal your ship. Which, in case you get a new ship, and then you can try to shoot that enemy who has your ship to get your ship back, and then you get two ships at once. And yeah, you get to shoot you, twice as much. And you're like dual loaded. So, so this is can, this essentially does that, except you get to control the tractor beam. Yeah, you control it, and your that tractor beam collects insects. And enemy, the more you collect, yeah. they go to your side, and you can fire. I don't know what it was six six max. I think you can get two on each side. I think you can get four total when with you in the middle. That's five bullets. Yeah, maybe five. Yeah, because I just I saw that something on there. Um, that um, I think that's about it for my description of it. I mean, there, it goes on and on. I mean, there's a lot to this game as you get further and further, but it's still yeah. very much Galaga. I, I, I think I'm very much with with you, Eric, on this one. I, you know, like I say, it, it's a it's a Galag, very much obviously a Galaga style game, obviously. Um, but I found this one quite quite frustrating mm-hmm. um, because because of that level start over each time. Um, and even the way it sort of like brings the ship in each time and, and it's just like, oh, come on. I just want to play. Yeah. <laughs> I did find this one very fast paced. I mean, yeah. compared to Galaga, which is, you know, it's pretty slow. This one is very fast. And I, I wouldn't say Galaga slow because um, the enemies do come out on the screen pretty fast. But everything in this seems just accelerated like it like it's much faster. So this game fixes everything you guys said, yes. It fixes two things for me. Okay. Well, three things. One, you can move forward in the screen, which is nice, so you don't get painted in the, in the corners as much because you can go forward around things and move back over. Yeah. You also still only have two shots, which is a bummer, but they go so much quicker yes. that you're not waiting for your shot nearly as much. Right. That's awesome. Um, I like the creative changes that you can tractor beam can go up and everything. The bonus stages, though, I love the bonus stages. Oh, yeah. So the bonus stage, instead of just trying to shoot enemy patterns as they go by and trying to hit as many as possible, the enemies come at you like five at a time, and you try to shoot them, and they bounce in the air and come back, and you kind of juggle them. So you're trying to juggle the enemies and like get below them and shoot them back up, and, and you're, you know it's kind of like spinning five plates at once. Would you call it juggling dudes? It's, I, it's called, juggling. I would say uh, that I... Uh, I like the cut of your jib. So... <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean... This I think this is it, the sequel is better than the original. I'll, would you guys agree? I do. I agree that this is better than Galaga. Yeah. Tim. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, not so much. I don't know. For for me, I think probably Galaga is probably a little bit easier to play and a bit less frustrating. Hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Different opinions. So That's fair. Yeah. So let's give. I, I just did a percentage. I don't know what you guys want to do, but yeah, and I I didn't write this ahead of time, so I'm just coming up this off the cuff. Let's just stick with 100%. So okay. what, what percentage do you give this one, guys? Um, I'm going to go with probably about 55. Woo. I'm going to give it about like, probably 65. Okay. So my, my baseline is Galaga at 65. I give this a 75. Okay. Solid C, in my opinion. Right on. Well, Next game is Deluxe Galaga on the Amiga. Ooh, Amiga. Tim, maybe you should start with this bad boy. Yeah. Um, again, another, another, 
uh, Gallagher, obviously style inspired game. Um, I really enjoyed this one. Um, I didn't really get a lot of time to play this back in the day. Um, I think it kind of like passed me by. Um, but what I what I did play of it, um, I really enjoyed. Um, there's some nice uh, little twists on it where you've got um, shoot things, and obviously you get uh, pickups um, come come down. Um, you get the the bigger aliens that come on that you've um, that you can uh, shoot sort of like mini bosses. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just really nice and polished. There's lots of options within the game as well. Um, so like, I think Eric picked up on it. It's like the music that runs throughout the game can get really grating very, very quickly. Um, and you can actually turn that off. So I think you just press E on the keyboard and you can, um, <laughs> it's here, uh, turn, turn it's, the effects yeah. off and on. Um, and there's quite a nice option where I think that you can press e and m and you can mix in yeah um you could have just like one channel of music if you want and then the the other um all dedicated to effects how did you find that eric i liked it and, and the thing about the music is it's good the first you know 10 minutes you listen to it but then it gets pretty yeah. old after that but it is it's not bad um i i i i you know i agree with you i i think that it it, it's a, once I found that option, I kind of enjoyed the game a lot more because the the sound effects are actually pretty decent on the game itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I think this is a you know a really nice game. Um, it's it, you know it kind of like for me it went went a bit under the radar. I know a lot of people really rave about it in the Amiga scene. Um, you know, it's not not one that I played a huge amount back in the day, um, but it's something I'm going to pick up and play a bit more now. Um, it's it's definitely a great great version for me. One thing you can note you can notice in this game is that you could play this game and have played it for years, but you can still see new stuff once in a while. It's there are so many different power ups and different little things in the game, different enemies, different little. Um, Mini games, uh, yeah. There's look, mini games like there's crazy. A, yeah. There's a lot of mini games, but I, there are still like I'll play it and I'll be like, hey, "What was that thing that I just saw? Like I'd never seen that thing before." Uh, whatever it is, um, but there's a lot of like meteor storms, which is what we're seeing on the screen right now. That's and you know if you hold the button down, it goes extra fast. And you get extra points. It's a bonus stage um, where you dodge meteors and you try to capture yep. points, which are randomly just squares with point numbers values on them. Yep. Um, I gotta say, I this is one of those go-to games for me whenever I boot up my Amiga. If I can't think of what to play right away, I I launch this and just play it. I really hmm. like yeah, it. I think I think that's going to be one of mine now. Um, now I've kind of like really properly explored the game. I think it's yep. I'm going to be very similar. And now this one, you can't move up and down, can you? It's only left and right. This one is only left and right, correct? Yep. Yeah. So let me see if I can add anything here. First of all, it starts with five shots, mm-hmm. not two five yep that's huge which you can add to. i love that with power-ups you yeah, can you add start to with five shots yeah you can, you can get even six start, so you, you can, can get even do auto fire is a power-up um yeah there's a lot of cool yeah. stuff yep absolutely um i, I like the add two shots <laughs> yeah you, you, it's a lot uh, a longer game you, you know when you play through this you're going to play for a while it's not like a uh, you can't you're not going to die within one minute and then be like shoot let me see if i can get to two or three minutes it's right you're going to be playing this for a while um not good, not bad, just different. Um, the 
mini games in the middle, I think were hilarious because they were all over the board. Yeah. We talked about this me- meteor one, which came up a bunch. There's a match game in the middle where it's just like me- a memory in the middle of Galaga. You, you have a memory There's game, tile matching. Yeah, you try to t- find the yeah matching pairs, mm-hmm. and if you get it, you get that power up when you continue, and you can clear the whole board and get a ton of power ups playing a memory game. That's right. It kind of kills the flow, but I was just laughing. Like I think it's pretty cool. It's it a nice is, little break when you're playing a pretty hectic game. Yep. Uh, this game has kind of large enemies that I, I don't know if you want to call them a boss or not, but you'll be fighting little insects, and then there'll be a an insect that is six times bigger yep. floating around that you have to take some, lots of hits. Um, until Eric posted that thing on Twitter talking about E, yeah. pressing E, I'm like, what? There's no sound effects. I hate this. Why is there no sound effects? Yeah. And I've heard the Amigos talk about Mega games where there's music or sound, but not both. Yeah. I don't get why that's an issue on the Amiga. I don't know why they can't have both. And they can, because you can even make it happen in this game if you wanted to. Which so. I didn't know. So I eventually got my new speakers, which yeah. helped the sound be- sound better. And then I found E, because of you, and the sound effects were good. I would lef- I would just, I'd like to have both. I don't know why that can't be a thing. Yeah. Um, the only issue... Well, a couple things. Uh, I, had, I was a little frustrated with some of the entering formations of the enemies... Yeah, uh, they give you very small windows to survive because they got very close to you and then they shot really right away. They do, yeah. so it still is very memorization based for me. Um, I also just think the whole thing is really kitschy. It's very Amiga. Oh, by the way, there's that shop we didn't mention. You can you it drops money as drop downs, and you can go into the shop and buy buy extra you can buy things upgrades. Too. Yep, yep, double shots and things like that. Yep, um, but you can see the playthrough we're looking at right now is an over an hour long. Yeah, in fact cheater spoilers here here's the last boss he's tearing into this huge boss with a cool gun i want to get there that looks fun um so i just will say one last thing it's very amiga which to me and you've heard me say this on the show before it definitely seems very um three people worked on graphics shoved them together at the last moment so they don't mesh okay and it's a lot of amiga stuff does that to me um uh, I, I don't know how to explain it better than that. Like, there's super 3D AGA graphic sprites yeah. with photo, you know, semi-photo realistic backgrounds with cartoony power-ups, and everything just can kind of mesh. I mean, just look at this loading screen. This loading screen is super, like, it's not centered. <laughs> yeah. It's got, like, this weird pixely font that someone, like, took a picture and digitized it and then put, like, this, like, almost like they went into Sparkle deluxe effect. paint and just kind of spray-painted Galaga on here. I just think it's. Um, I'm not complaining necessarily. I it's just. That's, I think that's um, a thing of the time, wasn't it? It, it is. Uh, it's it's a it's a ray trace generated um, title screen, which was obviously a thing on the Amiga at the time, and just obviously hasn't aged very well. Yeah, and then I remember I had a, a Mac uh, Centris at this point, and a lot of the games looked similar. And all the games that looked like this also had this screen where it says, "This game is shareware. If you use it, send us ten U.S. dollars or five pounds." That's a bad exchange rate, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) It was back then. I don't know what it was back then, but yeah. Yeah, straight up shareware. Anyways, it was a blast. Um, I saw a few nitpick picks. Still pretty close to original Galaga, but just a lot more. I'm going to give this an 84. I'm going to give it an 85. Uh, I'm going to go with 80. Look at Mr. Sourpuss. Tim's the low man. (laughs) Look at this. Come on now. You got to impress him. Got to impress. Yeah, that's right. He's uh, discerning. What's our next game on the list, Eric? The next game is Galaga 88. Galaga 88. Now, this game is on the PC Engine and or TurboGrafx-16. However, (laughs) 
If you get the PC Engine version, it's Galaga 88. If you get the American TurboGrafx-16 version, it's Galaga 90. Galaga 90, yep. Um, same game. Different name because it came out two years later over here because America. Um, find some gameplay here. This is actually virtual console gameplay, but whatever. Here it is. Uh, I need to do a quick read-through for you. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. On this. Yep. So released in 1987, this is a third sequel for Galaxian. Released for the PC Engine in 88 and also known as Galaga 90 on the Turbo Graphics. Also got a release on the Game Gear. Hmm. Idea is to take control of the Blast Fighter to destroy the Galaga forces. It has some nice graphical touches like the launch pad at the start. An option to start with one ship with two lives or two ships with one life. You can collect warp capsules that will give you the ability to warp further into the game and at the end of uh, of a set of stages. A great addictive little shooter. The graphics are spot on with great waves and patterns with big chunky aliens exploding like fireworks <laughs> and the boss Gallagher at the top of the screen. These can come down and grab your ship. So normal, normal style for Gallagher games. This is uh, good when you want a double ship and if it grabs you on zero lives it's game over and then in the normal Gallagher style mechanic there's also a bunch of uh, branching level paths and I think Cody you've explored those a bit more than me pro- probably in the game and to give you a different route to completion of the game I really enjoyed this one um, I think it probably helped that I had my um, uh, a PC Engine or Core Graphics Mini, so I was able to play this downstairs on the big nice. screen. So I played it a bit nice. more, but um, yeah, I I love this one. It's really great. What do you guys think? Yeah, the graphics on this one are awesome. The backgrounds they have this big space station in the background. Um, I had a space station pinball machine. It has the same space station. It looks killer. Yep. Um, the mini the mini bonus games are hilarious to me because it says now that's galactic dancing yeah and the little insect ships literally dance for you and as you play further and further there's more and more dances in fact you have to play through multiple times to see them all because as you go through different paths they have different dances and some of them are hilarious they're doing like the tango and they're like popping out and dancing together and like the music is just kitschy and weird um you can do the thing where your ship gets captured and you grab a second ship, but then you can do it a third time and get the all-powerful triple ship, which actually makes your ship physically uh, same size, double wide, but it actually turns into one large ship that shoots three bullets. Um, I like when the enemies explode, they look like fireworks. Yep. I think that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, so nice, isn't it? And then, sorry, just going back one thing, back onto Deluxe Gallagher. One thing that I did find on that was did you guys ever have warp failure when you're warping between the levels? Absolutely. (laughs) That happened to me several times. And you get these weird looking aliens. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, carry on, Cody. Well, something something (laughs) similar happens here where you're trying to go between dimensions. Yeah. So basically, right there, you can see that little blue nodule that was falling there. Yep. If you um, shoot. I'm trying to remember exactly how it works. But basically, if you're in a set of stages, and the sets are like five stages long, if you can collect two of those blue things as they fall towards you, then next time you go warp, you're going to warp to the next dimension. If you don't get two of them, if you get one or none, you'll stay in dimension one. And you can go all the way to the end of the game in dimension one. Okay. Or else you can keep laddering up all the way to dimension five. So it's kind of like Darius, where 
there's really like I don't know the math on that, but like 25 different paths you can play through the game. Hmm. Lots of replayability. Uh, the gameplay just feels like butter because it's PC Engine, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, sound, graphics, feel, power ups, uh, large bosses. Um, it's cool when there's certain enemies when you shoot them, they break into like five little enemies. Yeah, almost like centipede looking, like a like a little strain of enemies coming straight down at you, which you can try to annihilate. Yeah, I mean, there's so much gameplay and replay value here. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I absolutely love, I love it. it. Yeah, it's a great game. Let's rate it. Ninety three. Ninety three. Okay, I'm gonna give it a a ninety. I'm gonna go eighty seven. Ah, uh, see, low man again. <laughs> I, don't, I don't consider 87 low well lower than the other two numbers i don't know yeah uh, maybe it's because you call it maths <laughs> <laughs> your maths um next one is galencia galencia on the commodore galencia. 64 do you want to take okay, this one so tim I, yeah i've done a so if you indulge me here i've sure. done, a, done a bit of a, a thing on this one so galencia uh, was programmed by uh, Jason or Jay Aldred. Mm-hmm. Uh, the graphics were done by Soul Cross, and the sound was done by Pulsebot. Um, ideal for a quick shooter, uh, very nice big sprites, quick movement, and mostly fair collision detection. <laughs> um, a good polished game, available on itch.io as a download originally, um, as well as obviously the Commodore 64 release um it's also available on steam on the pc um it's got a great little intro sequence um nice options uh within the game as you as you select um the fan the really good thing with this one is it's obviously got the pal and ntsc proper support thank you you sort of like some some different views uh, when you've got the NTSC than you do to the PAL, so where the score appears and the the lives and um, your weapons that you've got selected and that sort of thing on the NTSC version. Um, there's also a nice built-in option for auto-fire. Uh, three difficulty modes, so you've got easy, normal, and pro. Um, so there's some... Uh, I, like, uh, I think we just saw it on the video at the moment, but there's a nice little intro sequence when you start the game. Uh, you get Ace walk-in. Uh, with his dog and they sort of like walk along the, the platform get into the into the galencian ship and uh, off you go into your first mission so the idea is for ace to control the pilot uh, to pilot the galencia ship through 50 attack waves each stage is generally has different types of enemy so you've got three different types you've got the formation attacking and the siren uh, the siren which is the one that will come down and uh, can take your ship and then that's obviously the one that can give you the the double fighter um where are we um uh, it's got eventually you as you work through you get um to the boss level at stage 50 i've got nowhere near that i don't know if you, any of you guys <laughs> have not even on easy um so at stages 5 15 35 and 45 you get the challenging stage so there's either to shoot the enemies as they come at you to get points. So that's the sort of like the pattern ones. Um, and then you also get a um, another bonus stage, which is similar to the one that they've got in Deluxe Gallagher, which is obviously like the meteor shower. So the meteors come towards you. You can blow up the meteors in this one that gives you points. But also you've got a star coming down the screen. 
um, which you need to collect uh, to give you it'll either give you extra lives or extra points normally the first one i think is an extra life and then after that it's like ten thousand points at a time so that's a good way to rack up the points um i think but basically overall this is one of the best and polished c64 games of all time for me personally um it's available uh came as a physical release from protovision and they did it on tape disc and cartridge and i've got all three i've got actually got two uh, versions of this game i think you guys can see huh. where this one's going um it's uh, packaged in a nice box which i've got over here if you want to see that um, which has got some extra feelies like key rings and coasters and stickers um there's also eventually maybe we might get the follow-up to this <laughs> um uh, i don't know if you guys know obviously there's galencia chaos sphere um jay was working on this um uh, but i know he's had some personal issues that he's been going through um it's a bit of a shame because we haven't heard from him in probably about another probably six months almost another year now um and time's obviously going by on the kickstarter there's a lot of people that invested um a fair bit of money in this game um into chaos sphere um and it's still not come through i know the plans for chaos sphere was very very um ambitious i think it was going to be at least a one meg cart game which for a 64 is just pretty impressive um and uh yeah so it's it's just a bit of a shame that we haven't got the follow-up yet but for me this is just one of my all-time favorite 64 games um what do you guys think eric well i i, I agree 100 this game is probably one of the best polished games on the commodore 64 grade a beef number I, one bobby dazzler exactly when i got when i first got this i played it so much i i i thought it was i thought i just think it's an amazing game on the commodore 64 um i'm probably gonna give it um i mean I'll, we're, we're gonna jump into rating it now go I'm, for it i'm gonna give it um 84 out of 100 so i love that there's little intros i love that there's a story yep music is awesome sound effects are awesome everything about it just entertains you the entire time yep kind of visceral overload um i love that the sprites the main thing this one fixes for me i mean it doesn't do a lot of the things that i have issues with the first galaga right but the sprites are so much bigger that you can kind of just spam and hit stuff and you just get this um satisfying feeling and when you're when you're playing the game attacking things shooting things um it's kind of you kind of have to see it or play it to really i mean i can't really put a finger on what makes it so good and so fun yeah but it is great it's one of my favorite commodore <clears throat> games yep um <clears throat> but i don't think it does so much to differentiate it to take top prize here uh i'm gonna put it at a 90 okay you did you didn't rate it tim did you uh, I'm going with 95 for this one. Okay. Oh, so he's top man. top man on this one. He's just yep. saving it all for Valencia. <laughs> no, awesome game. And if you get the C64 and the C64 Mini, it comes included now. It does now. Yeah. And it's also um, uh, included with the SD to IEC. 
Um, oh, so, cool! Uh, from Future was eight bit. We uh, they got we got an exclusive for that. Um, so it's available. Um, so when you buy an SD to IEC, it's included on the SD card. Uh, on the SD card as well with with that, so it's a uh, fully licensed by uh, Jay Aldred that you get it with a an SD to IEC. Nice, wicked. So the final yeah. game here is Tiny Galaga Late Entry. I think this is the last one we picked. Going back to the Amiga. Yep, going. So we had two on the Amiga, but this is Tiny Galaga, and it, it was released to what a month and a half ago. Fairly yeah. new, our newest release. Yep. So Tiny Galaga is basically a little Galaga clone. But it is in monochrome. Um, it runs in a small window, um, basically like it's it doesn't take up the full Amiga screen. It's it's a narrow. This is this is even stretched out compared to the real ratio. Correct. Which is fine. Um, it it basically follows most of just the standard Galaga tropes. I don't know if there's anything really new here beyond Galaga. One thing that stood out to me and really impressed me was the sound. The sound is amazing. I mean, even in the, the look, it's a black and white Game yeah. Boy. It looks like a Game Boy game. It does, Complete yep. with the background being, well, not green, but black background being white, yep. foreground being black, and you even see, like, shadows as if there's a little bit of space between the, the screen and the LCD. Absolutely, 100%. I thought that was such a neat thing, but even the sound effects, not just the music, but the sound effects within the game... They kick you in the uh, butt. It, it, pretty amazing. See, I think this this YouTube video watcher stretching the screen is kind of a disservice to it. it yeah, but it's I a video. I actually like it narrow, but that's fine. It does drop coins, which the original Galaga does not drop coins. That, that is correct. It drops coins, uh, which I think spell out bonus or something. Is that right? Uh, I think so. Don't recall, actually. Um, but this one does the capture the fighter thing as well, so you can have yep. double... You, you can't move up forward and backward, only left and right. There it is. So he's going to get captured here. Um, but, uh, man, the sound is so good in this. I, I loved it. The sound is a huge part of what I'm a part of what I'm going to score it. And the visual look. Yep. When you shoot things, it shows your point value. You get your double ships. Yep. Um, and it's very playable. Um... I just found it. I could get a lot further in this than I could in regular Galaga or Gap Plus. That is that is one thing it, compared to Galaga. I could get way further in this one and and, and actually enjoy it more. Correct. Um, what did you think of this? See, it does spell bonus, so that's B O. So the coins have letters on them. You've got B O. <laughs> Tell me, I got B O. What about you, Tim? Uh, I've got to admit, I didn't get to play this one. Oh, okay. You didn't play this one at all? No. no oh, I didn't, bummer. didn't have time for this one. Oh, it is a great little game, and it comes in two versions, an ADF file and a WHD load version, which I threw this right on my A600 in the WHD load, just threw it on the direct, in my hard drive. runs like a champ. Yep. I can just launch it straight from there. See, that has an N on it, so it spells bonus. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it is what it is. Um, music is awesome. I mean, we, we said everything. It's just a yep. good sensory satisfying game to play i enjoyed this quite a bit um so what would you rate this i'm giving this an 87 actually okay i think i'm gonna give it an 84 same as i gave glancy i think they're about similar i had similar fun with each game okay so i'm gonna give it 84 and tim will give it like a seven or something yeah you want to- <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, what's the pound? What's what, the pound conversion on that? So, from what I can see, it's a solid eighty-five. It's, it is really good. You should give this one a try yeah. if you can. You will yeah. like it. I mean, it's a, it's almost like a Galaga that smooths it out, like smooths Galaga out. It feels similar to uh, Turbo Graphics. Yeah, the way it controls, the, the controls are just tight. You can't see it. You just got to play it. Um, that being said, I think the way our numbers fell for the most part were pretty much the same as far as order. I think we agreed that Galaga eighty eight is the best. My winner is Galaga 88. I know Tim put uh, Galencia over that, but you and I didn't. Yep. Uh, followed by Galencia, which is a little flip-flop with Tim. Yep. Followed by... Deluxe Galaga. Uh, for me, it was Gal- Tiny Galaga above Deluxe. Oh, okay. But... Deluxe Galaga, I put above Tiny Galaga. I gave it 85. Yeah. So I think we could... I guess Galaga 88 would be the winner of the Battle of the Systems, right? And then That's our winner. Probably Galencia would be second. There we go. Yeah. Yep. Awesome stuff. I enjoyed. I enjoyed that. I really did. That was. Um, that was a good. Good one to do the comparisons. I. I just wish I'd had some time for Tiny Galaga. Uh, but I forgot I, I to get to that one. Well, yeah, we forgot to mention the screen shake too on Tiny Galaga when you get hit. The whole screen shake. That's true. That's really it, cool. That is a really neat effect. Also, did you guys when we played Deluxe Galaga? Do you guys play the eighty-eight or the um? The uh, what's the word I'm looking? AGA version or the regular version? I, I played a, a mixed and match between both. What did you prefer? Because I did not prefer the AGA. I thought it it, it the deluxe Galaga. Yeah, it made the uh, disparity between the graphics look more extreme, whereas the standard version everything looked more similar. And it kind of yeah, I, I I played the OCS version a bit more. I, I did too because I just you had my twelve hundred, so I didn't play the. AGA. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were using that zing, but I played the AGA one today. in the past, and what I will say is that. There's not a ton of difference. No. But the AGA one, to me, does play a little more smoothly. I mean, compared to the OCS one. Hmm. But the OCS one, I think, plays really well. So I I don't know. I don't know. I, did, I really didn't see much difference. Well, there we go. I think epi- episode 39 is a Bobby Dazzler. Yeah. It's a Bobby Dazzler. Help! Thanks for joining us, Tim, in the morning. Is your coffee all gone? Uh, coffee's all gone, and uh, water's mostly gone as well. And my it's, water's it's gone. It's quite muggy and yucky here at the moment. It's a bit, bit of a grey, muggy day, but... Ugh. How British. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to come over here and enjoy some triple digits, we got some for you. Yeah, the heat, the heat yeah. is on. The heat is on. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. The heat the is on. Uh, Did you guys want to see some of the stuff in the Galencia box? Sure. Oh, do you got feelies? Just, just very quickly. Um, yeah, I love these new boxed Commodore games. They look really cool. So it's a nice big manual. Yeah. Oh, nice. And some really, really cool artwork as well on this. And you open it up, and it says "Shoot stuff." That's the game. Yeah. Shoot stuff. <laughs> oh, there's little bios in there. Bios on yeah. the. Uh, yeah, it's the really nice. Pilots. Um, and then you've got uh, a Galencia um, a coaster. <laughs> oh, that's cool. A sealed Galencia coaster. Yeah, yeah. And a Commodore badge. Oh, that's cool. A chicken lips badge. Yeah. <laughs> that would look good on the back um, of my uh, MG. Yep. And a uh, another sort of like <laughs> sticker. There's a key ring. Interesting. Key ring. <laughs> and, uh, and it's some kind of planet 
pendant. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's lots of stuff in there, and then there's a nice sort of like uh, foamy insert for the for the cartridge, um, and then the the tape version. Um, I've got the tape and disc version in another box. So this is the cartridge version, which is running on my 64 Ultimate behind me. Yeah, I see that. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, y'all. Um, that is it for episode 39. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to talk about what's coming up next month because we haven't even gotten there yet. But it's going to be something tasty. Yeah, something good. Something we got, good. We got some ideas yeah. brewing, so we'll we'll hammer those down. And, and we'll more game shows with American centric games for me <laughs> but tim will not know yeah i should have thrown in some uh, uk specific stuff there some all chicago based arcades cool guys right on okay. well thank you guys for listening and remember it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to go, go alone, alone. Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore guiden. And you can also follow Eric at the project. That's D-U-H project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at oddball49. That's O-D-D-B-A-1149. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input. So hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com.